Regarding tonight's game, please allow me to alleviate any concerns you have. Tonight, we'll test your limits and ultimately prove whether you deserve our help. If anyone no longer wishes to play, now is your opportunity to leave. We have cars waiting outside. Anyone? <laughs> All right. We have a full house. And so, here, we go. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 212. Welcome back to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where today we chug a half gallon of liquor and roll the dice of life in. The game is a foot and an arm. Oh God, my arm! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? And dudes. Du- All you dudes listening. And dudettes. And dudettes. I mean, we're, we're talking to one of the dudettes literally as we're recording still. Yeah. Shouldn't she be in bed? Yeah, Wendy, is, go it, to bed. It is very late. <laughs> Go, go to bed, Wendy. Stop waiting for the mug you'll never get. <laughs> <laughs> I got here so early today, and well, not so early, but early for me, and we're still starting at midnight. Yeah, that was that was my bad today. So here's the deal. I I have a confession to make. Um, if I'm a little bit loopy tonight, it might be because oh, I drank maybe two or three too many gin and tonics before you got here. Two or three too many? Yes. So how many total? Two or three. <laughs> <laughs> Two or three gin drinks is too many for you? I typically will have like a beer or so before you get here, just to kind of start the night off or whatever. Yeah. We were not technically supposed to record tonight, though. Uh, It is Friday, the 13th. Hey. Which I'm glad that we did end up recording, because it would have been stupid to not record on Friday the 13th, right? It would have been stupid to record tomorrow and then still pretend it was Friday, just to say that we recorded on Friday the 13th. Yeah, which we, was the original plan. Yeah, we totally weren't going to do that. <laughs> but we were supposed to do a little Zoom, uh, Zoom hangout with some friends that we haven't seen in a long time tonight, right? It was all put together. We changed our plans, and then uh, fucking Brian, the douchebag that uh, started the whole thing, it was his idea. MIA, completely MIA. What a cock! Fuck you, fucking Brian. Anyway, I'm we're gla- still here. I'm glad that neither of us are him. Right? Yeah. In for so many reasons. That would suck. God would that suck. I don't want kids. Well, I like <laughs> I like my kids. <laughs> I, mean, I like your kids too in all fairness, but I mean, I I'd, I'd father your kids. You, you might have. If No, I might have sired you your might, kids. You I may have, have not sired my them. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just depends. Next time next time you're you're That's the thing about a thruple is you never know who you never know who gave the goods? Next time, who gave that good good? You next know? time you're croaking your old lady, think about like the sounds that she makes, and if it's really unenthusiastic, you know that uh, it was not you that sired them. Oh, okay. And if it's very enthusiastic, then you know that you're sitting in the corner of the room, and I'm the one croaking her. Cro- <laughs> I got 
I got questions here. First yeah, of all, when did croaking become a thing? I love how your first question is not, why are you fucking my wife? <laughs> you said, why is croaking a thing? That's the more important part. Who has ever said that in uh, their life? I'm doing her froggy style. <laughs> explain. What do you mean explain? Explain. You throw her into a swamp and you fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 you're fucking somebody with swamp ass. That that could be Oh it. god, dude. <laughs> Wait, you have it or they have it? I throw. Oh my god. That's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you start the show a little bit drunk, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus. All right. Okay. Um I don't know how to move on from here. Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> so happy Friday the thirteenth, y'all. It's, it's riveted for her pleasure. <laughs> I find you absolutely riveting. Um, <laughs> I love us. No. High five. I love us. Oh, fine. Just only because you're in my cohort, wait, wait, though. Wait, wait, wait. Elbows, COVID. Oh, I can't reach. My air, elbow's air, not that air, long. Air elbows. Boom. Boom. Got it. You are in my cohort. That's true. Uh, so COVID's ramping up again. It is. We don't need to talk about it. In a big, it's a bad fu- way. Yeah, it's a fucking, you know, it's a shit show. Well, here's the thing. Your wife does work in the medical system. She does. So we get the inside scoop on what is going on, at least locally. Yeah. Uh, and it and it sucks. Yeah. Quite frankly, it it sucks. Yeah. It's not on the good. bright side, there is the nice Pfizer vaccine on the uh, on the cusp here. Hopefully, within what a couple months. Ninety. They're kind of hoping. Ninety percent efficacy rate, man. Like it's that's early. Those are early early results. Early but still. results. It's it's promising though. I, I I've talked to some people and they're I've talked to some people in my life and they're like I don't know if I trust a vaccine this early and well, blah blah blah. I'm like I fucking, was that person. I I will bathe in it. I'll mix it into yeah. my coffee. I'll spread it on my toast. Mix like, it into my coffee. It's like an Oreo. <laughs> It's like an Oreo feeling. On my roast, I need the that vaccine. Oh, baby. I'll take the white stuff too. Yeah, the white stuff's Not good too. Not even the white stuff from an Oreo. Oh, hey, can I'll I tell you something? I can, can I tell you something? You know my feelings on Oreos. I do. Uh, for those of you who don't know my feelings on Oreos, original Oreo, single stuff. Oh, it's the best. So, double stuff is too much. You don't you don't fix something when it's not broken. Thank you. Okay? Double stuff, ew. Yeah. The fucking the mega stuff go 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 away yeah. forever. An Oreo is not your sex life. You don't need the double stuff. Of course. Unless you're sta- unless you're part unless you're part of a throuple. Perfectly then... satisfied with a single stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of the different flavors. Mm. Hold on. It's a principle thing. Because you don't fix what's not fucking broken. I will, I will say this on 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 that. Uh, but I did. I okay. Every once in a while, though, I saw a peanut butter chocolate pie. What is that noise? Um, peanut butter. Sure, that's COVID driving by. <laughs> peanut butter chocolate pie Oreos with graham cracker cookies. Mm. I did buy them, mm. and I ate quite a few of them, and they were delicious. It's not the same. No, just. Have a have a different have a different company make those. Don't put the Oreo name. It's on like them. this though: a chocolate chip cookie, right? Is is the most perfect snack food in the world? Correct. Yeah. Well, like a, a good chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, that's. I will a, say this a silly question. To even I don't ask. ever buy regular Chips Ahoy. It's always got to be Chewy Chips Ahoy with Reese's. Chewy. I mean, no, the chewy ones are the best. What are you five? They might they might taste like a literal like machine. They do. I don't care, but they taste like a delicious machine. 
You don't know because the chewy there's they don't soak up milk. They do. No. No. The key is you put it in the milk and then you wait for it to sink to the bottom and then you leave it there for exactly thirty seconds and when you pull it out, it is the perfect milk to cushy cushy <laughs> milk to cookie ratio. I don't want my cookie eating experience to take five minutes. I also don't like crispy cookies. I think that's why soft. You, that's why you dunk them in the milk. Mike. I get that. No, no, no. I get that. But I, I think soft, chewy cookies though are the way to go, hands down, every single time. That's why I like the Chewy Chips Ahoy. They're just a better cookie. I just, I don't know. The same. Mm. Not to mention, if you're going to make homemade ice cream sammies out of like chocolate chip well, cookies, yeah. you got to go chewy because when you freeze them, yeah. they have the, the right texture yeah. for like an ice cream sandwich. That I agree with. That we can agree upon. Um, Good. I don't like, I mean, I don't like super crispy, like a chocolate chip cookie should, should be. Why the fuck are we talking about cookies? Because <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. Um, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so a chocolate chip cookie, my mother-in-law, you've had her chocolate chip cookies before. Oh, I've, I've had her cookies. <laughs> yeah, they're, oh. they're perfect. They're, they're just slightly crispy around the edge mm-hmm. and then soft throughout. Yeah, it makes sense now. Now I know where your wife's cookie came from. Can we just, come on. <laughs> Can we just focus here? I'm trying to talk about snack foods, man. So am I. <laughs> she is a snack. Oh, uh, God. Oh, wait. I you fi- said snack? Never mind. <laughs> you like dogs? All right. Uh, f- f- fuck. Can we, can we focus here? What were we talking about? We were talking about something before I got into the Oreo thing. Um, it, uh, uh, does it matter yeah, at this point? No, not really. Oreos, thruples. Uh, thruples. We've covered a lot of ground tonight we so have. far. We have. It's a very um, informational podcast. Yeah. What have you been up to this week? Um, <laughs> was it this past weekend that we decided to take a little trip into the woods? I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was fun. It was a family trip. It was. It was the thruple and our kids. Yeah, it was It was me, my wife, <clears throat> yep. uh, Aaron, and the kids. I was there, too. Yeah, you're the wife. Oh, <laughs> Oh, you said my wife, Aaron, and the kids. Got it. Got it. My wife, comma, Aaron, and the kids. If uh, if the people listening can't tell, I'm literally trying to just like shadow myself into your spot and just kind of boot you out because I'm sick of living by myself. It's fine, dude. That's I'll what's bu- happening. I'll buy a motorcycle and go to the Grand Canyon. I mean, honestly, you can just live here for like a week. You'd probably love it. Sleep in every day. Watch a bunch of movies. You'd probably love it. I don't want to live here. Look at this place. The beer, the, the beer is stocked with fridge. Uh, it's because I bought it. <laughs> the beer is stocked with fridge. I do like that knife over there, though. I would, oh, right. I'd like cooking with that thing. You do it's I a, cook every day with it's it. It's a nice knife. I have That's to make it, a sheath for it. I bought a knife off of Wish.com. It was like a $19 like giant chef's knife. It's a nice knife. I've had that for like what? Six months at this point? Definitely. Still has not lost its edge. She's sharp. It's beautiful. She'll cut. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to ask her. She she's, just does it. I, I actually nicknamed her Lorena Bobbitt because she'll cut you. <laughs> she will. She'll <laughs> cut. She'll cut. Treat her right. Um. <laughs> anyway, James. <laughs> yeah, bud. Um, yeah, we yeah so a- we, went, we went and did a little uh, family hike uh, over, to the, uh, over to the Dodge Park. You know what though is okay. Can I can I ask you something? Sure. What's up? Have you noticed a difference in the leaves this year? The dead leaves on the ground. Dead leaves in the dirty ground. Down and not around. Not around. Fuck, I'm awesome. Uh, 
the 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 dead leaves smell like shit this year. Uh yeah, because they all have COVID. Oh god, it's got to be that it, what right? It is? Yeah. No, I don't know. I know that the leaves are um, <clears throat> like the trees took a shit. Like when we were uh, I don't at work for example, right? I yeah. did to do you know leaf cleanup because we have a ton of trees on our property, maples, oaks, the whole deal, and they all they all drop typically at like different times in the year. Yeah. Uh, or times in the fall, every single tree on the property at my work fell within a two-day period yeah so this whole week at work has been nothing but cleanup and it's been so annoying and yes i actually do know exactly what you're talking about what there the is there happening? is a stench in the air from fall this year dude when we went to when we went to dodge park we got because we we went we were eating some sammies at a picnic table and we raked up some leaves for my kids to roll around in and stuff when we were younger we would play in the leaves all the time and it just smelled lovely because it's leaves right yeah when we got home, I kept smelling something, and I'm like, fuck, what smells so bad? And then I went over. My kids had gotten changed into their pajamas at that point, and I like went to give my son a kiss on the head, and I'm like, fuck, you smell, dude. <laughs> and I smelled his hair, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah, it fucking stinks. It's 100% and I went over, and that. I smelled his clothes, and it, it was it's this smell coming from the leaves this year and then i've noticed i've noticed it just when i'm driving around like i'll, yeah, I'll be like there's there's like some sort of disease on the leaves this year and i'm fucking i'm over it man i almost it's, wonder if it's, it's because it went from being so warm to cold back to warm whatever i yeah. wonder if the temperature change has something to do with it yeah it might be very well could because we did have a really like it was not a gradual change in seasons this year it was like a <laughs> it was 71 day and 40 the next day like it and was then a really quick and then drop. two days ago it was 80 degrees out it was 70 i don't think it ever reached 80, no it was but... 70 77 in my car the the uh yeah, in the... your car no 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 no. my my car reads the external temperature and it said 77 degrees well and it was fair it was, enough, it was yeah. really warm and then this morning or, or the, the this the tonight when i was walking over here i was freezing my ass yeah. off yeah oh it's, it's cold again it's yeah. cold this next week i think our high is 49 i want to say the high for the entire next week which i don't mind i don't mind no, the cold weather. weather i love it's, cold it's weather. fall it's fine yeah. but i would see the back and forth kind of kills me though yeah it just gets you just ugh. i've had a headache off and on all week and i'm pretty sure it's exactly for that reason the barometer is just fucking me up it's the brovid <gasps> oh no no dude no sorry i got the only, there's only one cure for the brovid pop all the collars <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a collar on. I'm <sighs> fucked. Anyway, James, anything yeah. else? Uh no, I don't think so. Pretty, pretty whatever week, right? Oh, hey, I guess I could say um, I, I posted some of my horror themed wallets on our on our Instagram. If you oh, want to yeah. go over and check those out, they're fantastic. We got one uh, based on the thing, one based on Child's Play, which and is one... my personal favorite. If I do say so myself, hey, them... the Child's Play one is fucking baller. Hey, dude. then buy one, guy. Make me one, James. Oh, I don't work for free, bitch. I run this entire podcast. That's true. Yeah. How about fuck? How about I give you one? How about I give you one and you give me this microwave right here? No. I give you a wallet plus twenty five dollars and then you done. There we go. Done. <laughs> uh, yeah, but check those out and follow me at Jets Leather. Yeah, because I make leather stuff. Listen, James here does not uh, doesn't hawk his 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 shit here. My wares is very often. Um, that being said, hey, I always tell while him you're to, talking me up, I'm gonna go grab a beer. Do you want one? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't talk his shit up very often. Uh, I always <laughs> James just ate shit. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> James doesn't hawk his wares here very often. Uh, I, I always tell him. I always tell him, no, you didn't. You fucking fell flat on your face. Yeah, but I bounced right back up with it. That's because my floor is bouncy. Um, he doesn't hawk it very often. I always tell him that he should because his wares are awesome. I don't know if there's a big market for leather goods in the horror community, but because it's horror themed, I feel like a lot of people like kind of oddball stuff like that. I mean, why is it? I mean, it's not it's not the horror community. Like People like leather, right? Well, sure, but I feel like the people that are going to buy the themed <laughs> stuff, though, you're going to have to market it to... That that market, you know, you have to horror people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You need to fucking send some out for people to review, like influencers. James, you keep saying no, but I'm telling you, Dude. you got one in the hands of someone like pure horror or, uh, or you know, Im- influ- some other people. But how do you know when an influencer has genuine followers? Like a lot of those people. Oh no, these ones do. Dude, yeah, a lot of those do. people buy buy followers. No, yeah, the the people that I'm telling you about, though, like I said, it's. I guarantee it'd be tough to get probably get your shit in their hands just because they're probably so popular. But like, if you could, it'd be incredible for your business. Yeah, that's enough of that though. Hey, let's get into some corrections from last week, shall we? <sighs> Fine. Oh God, that was terrifying. It, it's always terrifying. That that sound never gets better. Uh, but if you know that sound, then you know that. Uh, hey. We didn't get anything wrong last week. Pure and perfection. I legitimately thought that we did. Like I had some uh, some notes. I was like, we said that it was Art Deco, like the name of the uh, the name of the Suspiria, you know, artistic. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. It was actually Art Deco. Oh well, I'll be. Look, look at that. I All didn't right. think that it was. Um, did, we thought that Tilda Swinton was, or you asked if Tilda Swinton was bilingual. We didn't know. She's bilingual. All right. Again, we were we were right. I said I, I said I think that she is. We were correct. All right. But uh, uh, yeah. bilingual isn't German as her uh, Italian. Oh, actually. Italian. Well, so she's. But she probably learned German for yeah. for that role. My point is that she is bilingual mm-hmm. at least in English and Italian. I'm always curious uh, with roles like that if people are learning their lines phonetically or mm-hmm. if they actually take the time to like Bella Lugosi like, style. Pure, yeah, exactly. Or if they take the time to pure, like, really I, understand what they're talking about. I honestly think it's probably easier to just learn the language than to learn how to say the language <laughs> properly phonetically. And then just, like, ask for direction, like, how am I supposed to be feeling in this scene? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you, if you only learn it phonetically, then you might not be able to put certain emphasis em, emphasize on certain emphasis. things. Emphasis. Emphasis on certain things. Because you're only used to saying it a certain way because of the phonetics, you know what I'm saying? Or you, oh, go rewind. Did you say that it was? It, it's it's easier. No, to... No, it might be harder to put emphasis. No, no, on... no. But as far as learning the language, you're saying that probably more people learn it phonetically, or more people actually learn the. I think it's easier to just learn the language oh. outright. So that way you know so what you you're know saying, what you're supposed to be feeling, and then you can put different emphasis on certain things. Yeah. And, you know, right I just think to to me that seems easier. Because if you don't know what you're saying, then you don't know how exactly you're supposed to say it. True. And if you're learning it phonetically, you're learning it based on one way of saying it. Yeah. That's all. And then you end up sounding like Bella Lugosi. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my Bella Lugosi. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> children of the night. What sweet oh. songs they make. That was actually probably better than Bella Lugosi. Oh, oh. boy. Anyway, though, uh, yeah, no, uh, no other corrections for the week. Neat, right? Neat guys. Neat, oh, gang. Oh shit! I should have grabbed the other beer no, while I was. I got uh... it. So you introduce the movies, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna grab the beer. 
Okay, I'm gonna. Hey, while you're gone, yeah, I'm gonna introduce the movies. Oh, hey, thank you. Uh, except for I forgot what we watched. So this week, uh, the game is a foot. Heads up. And also an arm. Oh my god. Oh my. You know, you do that to me so often, and I never see it coming. But I'm actually pretty. I have to toot my own horn here. I don't think I've ever dropped anything that you that you threw at me. Mike just like. <laughs> Mike just threw a, a lime at me, but it wasn't like he, it wasn't like he lofted it across the room. Like you threw that on a line, a lime line, if you will. A lime line. <laughs> <laughs> and I caught it with half just, my chest and half my hand. I also just threw this potato and it exploded on my DVD rack. When did you throw a potato? <laughs> I didn't even notice it whizzed by your head. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have hit me with a spud, dude, I would have fucking left. <laughs> All right. Watch uh, this. Good time. Oh. Oh, how's that? Yeah, damn right. I just ate a raw potato. Yeah, how's that? <laughs> I mean, you've never eaten a raw potato before? Yeah, it's starchy, right? It's very starchy. Uh, it that's tastes, what that's what the beer's for, though. Tastes like my last visit up to your folks' house. <laughs> what? Okay, anyway, what? so <laughs> this week uh, we're talking about a couple horror movies that involve people having to play games to uh, not only stay alive... But to uh, to bring a little bit of prosperity into their lives. Now we should preface this. Uh, one of the movies that we advertised, we had a bit of a snafu on. Uh, we were supposed to be watching what was it? Uh, it was Would You Raise. Rather and Raise. Yeah. Uh, turns out Raise is extremely difficult to find streaming. Yeah. Um, you could buy it for ten dollars, but here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, even though I know that we said that we were going to do it for the show, $10 doesn't seem like that much. I have a very hard time spending that kind of cash on a movie that I don't know that I'm going to like. Well, hold on. That was that was to buy it for $10, Yeah, yeah, right? that was to buy it. Wasn't there? There was... Oh, and you could you could rent it on Apple TV for $3.99. I don't have Apple, Neither, and the two of us... And I don't have Apple TV, so... Yeah, and the two of us also weren't going to get together to watch it together, so we both... It would have been a $20 spend. It just seemed like there was better options, right? Yeah. So, we subbed in Ray's for... Well, we subbed in... Uh, or, I'm sorry, we subbed four rays. 13 sins. Yes. Which I'm actually pretty happy about because <laughs> as much as that movie was one of the most uncomfortable watches that I've had in a long time, mm-hmm. I liked it. I oh, liked yeah, it, it was lot. really good. Spo- and Spoilers for the tofu, but I and, liked it a lot. And bonus, both these movies are on Netflix if you want to check them out. And bonus, not to give anything else away, very similar. Like, yeah. super similar. Yeah, the plots are very similar. Which we had no idea about. The plots are very similar, but they're also, at the same time, very different movies. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool. Okay, so the movies are about games. Games. And so, I picked a beer that is all about games. Actually, the beer is is a visual representation of the single greatest game ever made, even though I'm terrible at it. Like, just the worst at it. You're, you're pretty okay at it. Oh, Jesus. What? So, my question for you, It James, concerns me that you keep these hidden. Is... Who wants Arnie Palmies? <laughs> All right. We are going to be in bad shape by the end of the night. <laughs> Why? Are these like high percentage? Something? These are not only pretty high octane, I think, but... Uh, Loaded this, in sugar. Right? But, this, but this is also 25 ounces. Yep. Sure is. Uh, <laughs> 24. 24. Oh, 20, okay. 24. We're okay. oh, oh, we're fine. Oh, yeah. I guess no. Nah, it's yeah. only five percent. Says, says you. I'm also uh, I'm also two gin and tonics and two beers deep already. At this it's point. <laughs> it's actually only five percent alcohol by volume. Oh, that's okay then. Um, so we could actually even put a little vodka on it. Mm, no, to. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Uh, uh, let's see here. 
I mean, it's there's really nothing there's, else to say. Yeah, it's uh, to say. real juice, real teas. Arnold Palmer spiked. Original half and half iced tea and lemonade. And who hasn't had a beautiful Arizona Arnold Palmer iced tea before? Half lemonade, half iced tea. It's the greatest drink. It's like the drink of the gods. Really. Oh, dude. Uh, it is so refreshing. Yeah. I love an Arnold Palmer. And I love an Arnold Palmer even more if you throw a little vodka in it. I love Arnold Palmer the man. <clears throat> oh, like, as just, do I. Just the man. As do I. He's like the Doyle Brunson Ooh. of golf. Uh huh. Why? I don't know. <laughs> they're both cool guys in their respective sports. <laughs> right on, dude. Right on. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Sir. Oh my gosh. I can reach halfway across the table know, with right? this thing. Mm. Mm. Oh, damn it. Is that refreshing? God, that tastes like a hangover. <laughs> that tastes that tastes like a hangover to me. That tastes like uh, like summer's back, baby. It really does. That is... <laughs> still eating the fucking spot. I'm not gonna let the potato go to waste, dude. I'm gonna eat the rest of it. Oh, you're insane. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey James. No. That's what we're drinking. Oh fuck. That's what we're talking about. Oh, you son of a bitch. Let's get into the bleed feed. You're so bad at that. Oh, what up, girl? Yo, <laughs> what up, girl? Uh, so being that it is Friday the 13th, uh, we opted to watch a Friday the 13th movie. Of course. And we originally picked, uh, what was it, part six? But we already watched that <clears throat> in well, past you, episodes. Yeah, you gave me the choice to, you know, we, one through 12. I picked six, of course. Yeah. Because I'm Cause always going to pick six. Uh, and then we had already watched that, so I picked 12 because it's a multiple of six. Because so that's me and my dumb brain. I always pick multiple of six. Uh, so we're, uh, we're that's at reboot time. Yeah, we're at uh, Derek Mears, 2009. This dude's about to get off in a shed. Yep. Which is, you know. You know, if I had cool. to rank, if I had to rank my top ten, I was talking to uh, Vito and our buddy Chris earlier today. And like, it's Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> How do you rank the Friday movies, right? You know, they all had uh, a lot of their top, like, top six, if you will, yeah. was a good mix of old and new. All of mine, it was like top six were all the newer ones, bottom six were all the older ones. Really? Yeah. I This, for me personally, this is one of the series that just got better with age. Like, I love the later movies. They're more fun. I love the Kane Hodder version of Jason. I love just the <clears throat> silliness of them as they get older. Even the reboot, which is a bit more of a serious tone, yeah. I feel has... More of the sensibilities of the later ones with the seriousness of the earlier ones, is, if that makes sense. Is two in your top six, though? Uh, two is, is actually second from last. Second from last? I hate Baghead Jason. Sackhead Jason is my least favorite Jason uh, outside of fake Jason. Number five is dead last for me. Wow. Yeah, I just I just don't like Sackhead Jason. I, I, he's just not a compelling character to me. I don't like... The, and my, my, my big problem with the first four first five actually Jason movies is I hate the actors that played him. I, I never thought that any of the actors had the right personality for him. And knowing how good Jason is six through the end. Yeah. Like you, you go back and you watch the earlier Jason movies. And to me, they're just not like the character wasn't figured out yet. I, yeah. You know, like yeah. it's just not my Jason that I like. It's but it's simple as that. But it's not, I mean, it's not all about Jason. I mean, they kind of are. 
know. Like, <laughs> Friday 2 is one of my favorites. Yeah, and that's fair. Like I say, it's all personal opinion. And it's, it, that's fine. regardless of how you're... say fe- you're wrong. You're, regardless of how you feel about bag, uh, Sackhead Jason, the, the kills are great, the characters are great. Every movie has good kills, though. Amy Steele. Amy Steele's a babe, I trust mean, come me. On. I, I get that. No, I get it. Every movie, though, in this entire series has great kills. Every movie in the entire series has fun characters, right? Yeah. They're kind of, that's that's kind of the same across the board, which is why I always go back to, like, the Jason part of it. Yeah. And I feel like Jason um, brings out the best of the characters in all those movies. Yeah. And to me, everything's just more fun with a more fun version of Jason. Whether it be zombie Jason, drowning Jason, futuristic Jason X Jason, like there's, it just makes everything more fun. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, and my all-time favorite, of course, to no one's surprise, Jason goes to hell. Is it really it's my top? It's it's my favorite Jason movie. Why? It's the first one I ever saw. I have the most memories attached to it. But like, ho- you're <laughs> you just made the argument that like you want a really good Jason. Yeah, but the story and that movie is. But the story of Jason... 90% is, of it is, story, is no Jason. The story of Jason is so good. No, it's not. Oh, it's so good. The, I love the, the mythology. The weir- I love it. I don't love, know, dude. Love, love the mythology of that movie. <laughs> so- I do. No, no, no. I get it. It's not a popular choice. I fully, fully understand. Jesus, she has excellent nipple placement. <laughs> um, yes, you know what we're talking about. It's a direct quote. It's a direct quote. <laughs> Uh, which I'm saying he's saying right, I think now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he she also, does though. In all fairness, I'm pretty sure he also says your tits are so juicy, dude. I think she. I think he says your stit, your tits are stupendous at one point in time as well. <laughs> I think he says juicy, dude. <laughs> like, like that's what kind of. <laughs> in all fairness, in all fairness, props to her mother. <laughs> what the fuck? Because, well, she had to get it from somewhere. Oh Jesus, Mike! All right. Um... <laughs> What were we talking about? Uh, Sorry, yeah, uh, uh, Jason goes to hell. No, I I like the mythology of it. Like I think it's fun. It's it's different though. I, I and it was the very first Jason that I ever saw on screen, so yeah. it always stuck with me. And dude, starting the movie with blowing Jason to shit is such a bold choice. Yeah, you know, like I just I don't know. I love it. It's not a popular choice, and I completely understand that. I'm not going to argue with anybody <laughs> on it. I get it. It's a personal choice. It's just so my fucking favorite. stupid, dude. You watched it today. I we watched the work print earlier, yeah. which is yeah, it's Cause fun. Because I, I got that shit. Because it's my favorite movie. Don't get me wrong, dude. I like Jason goes. I love all of the movies. Jason goes to hell, included. Yeah, because it, it's it's Jason just, takes Manhattan is one of people's fe- least favorite. It's, it's just one of my favorite. It just doesn't like Jason goes to hell to me. Except for the except for the couple of times throughout the movie where you actually see Jason, it doesn't feel like a Friday the Thirteenth movie to me. Really? It no. It 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 feels like a it feels like a a, a weird you know like there's other movies about weird uh, demons who can jump jump from person to person. Yeah, it's like one of those movies. I mean, that's exactly what it is. In all fairness, you don't like uh, Creighton Duke though. Without fi- without Creighton Duke, Creighton talking- Duke is such a good character. Yeah, he's fantastic. Awesome. But without Creighton Duke, like every once, like every ten or fifteen minutes in the movie, without him explaining to you why Jason is what he is, you could put this movie on seven minutes into the movie after they've already blown him to smithereens. And you wouldn't know that it was a Friday the Thirteenth movie until the very end. That's kind of what I like about it, though. It's different because it's just Why? different. Dude, think of it this way: though. I get and it. A it's lot different. Of, That's... A lot of the other movies, though, too. 
you don't really see Jason all that much. But I'm with, not saying. But that, when you do, it's Jason. And in this movie, when you see, when you finally do see him, it's Jason. It has like the, it has the, this. I mean, come on, you ain't touching that ray of sunshine. <laughs> it's such a good scene. It's, the fucking uh, the diner owner chick. Yeah, like she's such a bad character, but a great character all at the same it's, time. It's, the scene at the end, granted, the work print version has a way better scene of all the original animatronics sucking Jason down to hell with all the demons. Oh and shit. yeah, like all the little so branch cool. demons and stuff. Yeah. Way better in the work print version, which is the whole reason that I own it. Um. I just wish it didn't look like shit. Yeah, well, unfortunately. <clears throat> but then you got the fucking Freddy Krueger glove at the end. Like, everything about it, the evil dead ties, which I know people hate. I get it. I get it. I'm with Adam Marcus on it, though, dude. I think it's a no, great tie-in. that actually, I, yeah. I just, I love how different it is. It's a weird bastard child but series, your, and I love it. But your favorite one out of all of them? Why do people like the runts of puppy litter so much? Because they're the best. It's because they feel sorry for them. Maybe I feel sorry for it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Listen, we can argue all day, but there's nothing to argue about. I will say this, though. Whatever. Kane Hodder, obviously, best Jason. Best I like, Jason. I like Derek Mears as Jason. Oh, I don't mind Derek Mears either. I, like I just him. wish that it was Kane Hodder. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Yeah. Totes. All right. Hey, can we go to the news finally? Fuck, fine. Yeah, sure. Some people, some people died that we got to oh, get to. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Two people, actually. Uh, rest in peace this week uh, to Ken Jones. Uh, Ken Jones uh, was best known for his role as the caretaker in don coscarelli's uh uh infamous phantasm movie yeah uh, and if you don't know him by that name or by his character name he was the guy that got the uh sphere straight to his dome with like the giant uh like splurts of blood coming straight oh, like out the, of the fan it was like the, there, the it was main a, kill it was like a drill bit wasn't it like a drill bit, and it was shooting blood out the other side yeah, of the spear. It, it's like oh, the yeah. most memorable kill of the entire movie. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, he was that guy that got uh, that got killed by the spear. Um, no age. If that's your legacy, right? Hey, ma'am. Um, you it, did it. It doesn't look like he was in very many other movies because yeah. uh, that's this is like his most well known and only known thing. Uh, no age or cause of death, which is weird. Like his Strange. IMDb does not have a, a birthday or anything like that. <clears throat> I kind of looked up uh, some other uh, obituaries. Nothing named his age. So I have no idea how old the guy was. I'm assuming he was probably in the later part of his life. But yeah. um, no idea. But he passed away uh, this week. So rest in peace, Ken Jones. Uh, also, uh, he was born in 1930. Took me literally five years. Where did you find that? that? It wasn't on his IMDb. And I looked up a couple different. Oh, I think this is a different Ken Jones, actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Probably. Because if he was born in the 30s, that would make him 90. I don't think he was. <laughs> I don't know how old he was in Phantasm, so I suppose, but yeah. Right. yeah. Anyway, who knows if that's the right guy, though? I don't want to say that. Um, also, rest in peace this week to Ken Spears. Bad week for Ken's, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Ken Spears was 82 years old. Uh, he was the co creator of Scooby Doo. Yeah. If this headline sounds familiar. It's because the other co-creator of Scooby-Doo, Joe Ruby, passed away like two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So both co-creators of Scooby-Doo have now passed away. Uh, Ken Spears um, passed away from complications from Louis body dementia, which I feel like there was somebody else that we just talked about that also passed away from the same thing. Yeah, there was. I don't remember who it was, uh, unfortunately, but... I can't um, remember. I think that's what that's what Robin Williams had actually. Oh, was it? He was in like the sort of early stages. Yeah, I know of that it. he nobody, had dementia. Nobody knew he had it, and yeah. that's he that's, kept it very private. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man, talk about one of the saddest deaths. Oh, awful. Not to not to overshadow Ken Spears here, but like that well, Robin Williams death hit hard, man. If you wanna, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, Alex Trebek. Um, 
speaking of sad deaths, that Absolutely. one that's one that hits me pretty hard. I Jeopardy has been a staple in my life since I was a kid. Sure. I still watch it almost every single night as long as I'm not busy doing other stuff. Like that's what we do. We sit down, we watch Jeopardy at 7:30. Um and I thought he was doing okay. That's the weird. That's the crazy thing <clears throat> like about he's cancer. Had, you like can... stage, he's been battling stage four cancer, and it's pancreatic cancer yeah. too. That's like usually it's when you have one. stage four pancreatic cancer. I've had uh, my my uncle got it or got it was diagnosed with it, and he from the time of his diagnosis to the time of his death was like a month and a half. Yeah. And Alex Trebek has been fighting it for what two years? A couple now? Of years, yeah, yeah. Um, and he looked. Pretty good. There was like a period of time on the show where he was looking really jaundiced, like his 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 skin was sort of yellow, and his you eyes could tell were he was yellow. going through the motions of Definitely, cancer treatment. Yeah. yeah, and then for the past couple of months, he's looked pretty healthy. Sure, that's the thing about cancer, though, dude. Like it can come back like that. Like even not, I'm not talking. I'm not even talking about like remission or whatever. I'm talking like even if you're struggling with it, like you can have good days and bad days. Well, and it can when it wants to rear also, its head, though. He's also just that professional that because like they they uh, they asked the um, I think the executive producer of the show or some showrunner or something like that, and he said, I walked up to Alex at one of his last shows and I said that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen because he before the show was in such bad shape and obviously in such pain that yeah. he could barely stand up straight, yeah. and then he went out and he Put was on his game fucking face. straight as an arrow. Yep. He was Alex Trebek sure. for the show and then walked off stage. No, and... he was Alex Trebek for the people. <laughs> exactly. No, he was. No, totally. Uh, dude, I... And I'd be, I'd be reminiscent to, uh, to not say... Remiss. Like, or remiss to not say <laughs> that uh, that he did it for that reason. Like, like, I think that show actually probably kept him alive. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, when yeah, he that, when he announced that he had cancer, I was like, "Fuck, that's yeah. it, dude." And he said, "I'm gonna keep working as long as I can." And I was like, "Hell yeah, you are, dude!" Like, that's... I feel like there's three, there was three, four massive, five massive parts of Alex Trebek's life. Hmm. A, he was born. Yeah. B, or two. <laughs> B is two. Two got hired on Jeopardy. <laughs> three. Shaved his mustache. Oh, God, Alex. <laughs> Four, got diagnosed with cancer, and five, passed away from it. Yeah. Those are the five main parts of Alex Trebek's career and life. <laughs> it's, a bit re- it's a bit reductive, but I get no, it. No, no. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. This one, that, that one hit me hard. I didn't cry about it or anything. It's kind of, I don't cry very often. I but, uh, had a tear come to my eye when I was watching, after he died, a lot of people started reposting that one clip from one of the last, uh, or late, not last, but later episodes where it was Final Jeopardy. And it was like some, six months ago. Somebody yeah. had po- somebody's final answer. They didn't know what the answer was, and so their answer was, "We love you, Alex." Mm-hmm. And Trebek started to choke up, like yeah. live on air. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I got a bit misty eyed wa- rewatching that after well, he like, had passed well, away. Well, it was like seeing like it, like. It was like seeing your dad cry. Yeah. You don't see your oh, dad geez. cry, right? You let's don't not bring that. No, no, no. I know, <laughs> but that's a that's a thing that doesn't happen very exactly, often. So exactly. when you see it, it's like, oh fuck! Yeah. And to see Alex Trebek cry, he's on America's air, dad. Is like, oh yeah, totally. he's one of America's stepdads. Oh man, right? So now they're talking about who's going to take up the mantle, and got to be Jennings, right? I think so, dude. Like, I think that would be a great pick. It's I I honestly think that the only two people that I would accept would be Jennings mm-hmm. or 
Will Ferrell not acting like Alex Trebek. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I get it. Yeah. Actually, I actually do believe that Will Ferrell could be a fucking fantastic Jeopardy host. Uh, yeah, he might not not doing it, but just like paying homage to this per this to one of the, his most popular bits ever. Like not acting out the bit, but being like it's like art becoming life. Yeah. Like I and I I honestly God believe that he could be fucking brilliant. At I it. told Aaron earlier. I hope it's not a comedian. Because every well, well outside Will of Ferrell's a comedian, outside of Will Ferrell, I every agree. show is. And sorry to ramble about this, but this is actually kind of a big deal for me. Um, uh, every single show these days is hosted by a comedian. Agree, which makes sense. They've got good personalities and stuff. But uh, there's a bunch of people up up for it. Like people are talking about Jennings, uh, Buzzy, who was one of the b- big winners. He's got a great personality. He's like likable guy. There was that uh, the bartender. What the hell is his name? Um. I don't know. Shit, I, I don't watch remember. it as much as you, so he he went on a tear. He he won like twenty five shows in a row, and he's got like a, just a really super likable personality. But then they were talking about like Levar Burton. I think Levar Burton would be really good from re- that, from yeah. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, I could see that. Um, because here's the thing: Alex Trebek did have a certain kind of comedy in his hosting. It was did, a very yeah. subtle comedy. Yeah. So I think that like if you a guy like. Will Ferrell, for example, I think that he could actually do really well in that role. And it wouldn't be a comedian for comedian's sake. There's a reason for him to be there. Yeah. And and I just I just I don't know. Will Ferrell movies are not as good as they used to be. Maybe maybe he could just take some time off and do something like this or whatever for a few years, you know? Yeah. Fit, fit it into his schedule. He could very easily act and do Jeopardy at the same time, in all fairness. Yeah. Um, you know, Steve Harvey can do all of his shows and also do Whatever Steve Harvey does. Steve Harvey <laughs> Steve Harvey is the host of Family Feud. Have you ever watched him on Feud? Oh, he's great. He's so funny. He's dude. great. That guy and his like That show is way more comedic though. It's set up to be comedic. Well, it's always been. It's yeah. always been. And dirty. I, his really it's dirty. Really dirty. <laughs> and his motivational speaking, dude. Oh, he's great. So inspirational. It's yeah, crazy. I agree. Uh, I mean, we could talk about this shit all night. We could. But we'll, move, we'll on. move on from Sorry. here. Rest in peace to uh both of the Kens. Yep. And a, a big rest in power to fucking Alex Trebek, dude. Big, uh, uh, big bucket of wins. Yeah, you will be missed, man. Yep. Smattering of wins across the board. All right, James, <laughs> it is Friday the 13th. It's a smattering of a wins. A smattering of wins. <laughs> it is. All right. <laughs> All right, James. Yeah, buddy. It is Friday the 13th, which can mean only one thing. What? Do you know what that is? No. A new film by Womp Stomp Films, brother. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in honor of the most holy day in slasher history, Womp Stomp has released a supercut of all three of their offerings so far. It's basically a supercut in continuity of Never Hike Alone, Never Hike in the Snow, and the music video for Disappear, which was for, I believe, the first Never Hike Alone uh, oh. uh, movie. So they, they they shot some extra stuff for that, so they intercut just some scenes from that, who's I think, the, into who's it. Who's the band? I'm not sure who it is, to oh, be honest okay. with you. Um, I watched the video earlier just to see what it was all about, and it looks like they did shoot some extra stuff, uh, the, some new stuff for the video. Is so the music used... any good? Yeah, it's not bad. It's a theme. It's like a theme with, with lyrics and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's an 80-minute cut, though, of all three things cut together. Um, I have not watched it yet. However... Womp Stomp is fucking amazing, so I have no doubts that it's going to be great. Womp and it Stomp. just released today, so I'll probably watch it tomorrow morning. Dope. 
So that's pretty awesome. Uh, speaking of Jason, uh, fans of the eighth movie in the Friday the 13th saga. Just to avoid a correction, Trevor Vaughn. Trevor Vaughn. Trevor Vaughn. Gotcha. Yep. Um, the eighth movie in the Friday the 13th saga, and arguably the best movie, Jason Takes Manhattan, right? <laughs> I thought Jason Goes to Hell is the best, though. Arguably, I said, I would argue against it. I have, I have Jason Takes Manhattan in my number four spot. Okay. I love that movie. It's so stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> it's everything that I want out of a Jason movie. Uh, again, that is going to probably cause riots. I don't care. Um, if you're a fan of the movie like I am, though, uh, Waxworks Records, Waxwork Records, has just released today for pre-order the official soundtrack on vinyl, and it is stunning. Glorious. Beautiful. Glorious. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, who pre-ordered it today? I'm guessing this you. Guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was my last thing that I allowed myself to buy before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I've literally had to put a stop on it because I've been buying so much shit lately. Yeah. Like I just got the uh, Escape from New York soundtrack and the Fog soundtrack in the mail the other day, both from Waxwork. Fucking gorgeous. Yeah, that looks badass. Absolutely gorgeous. I haven't seen the fog one yet. Oh, I saw the Instagram video it that you posted, but gorgeous. I, I gotta check that um, out. I love the orange vinyl too. For oh, dude, the, for the ex- Escape from New York. I almost said Escape. Escape. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez. You all right? Yeah, I think I'm dying. Okay. Um, no, it is. It's dude. It's gorgeous. Like you need to look at this when we uh, take a break. But uh, anyway, though, yeah. If you want it, it's forty bucks. It's on sale right now at Waxworks. No, um, there's no actual limited edition version of it. It's only the one one edition this time, which usually do like a oh, limited... What do they usually do? They usually do a limited, um, sure, limited uh, color pressing, basically, oh, okay, yeah. which makes them uh, shoot up in price when they sell, sell out. Um, like that, I want to say that Escape from New York and the Fog versions that I got, uh, I bought them for 40 a piece. I want to say like eBay, pretty much you're not going to find them for under 90 right now. Really? Yeah. Already? They shoot up, do the second to sell when out. When did you order those? About five minutes after they went on sale. I mean, when was that? Oh, it was a couple months ago. Yeah, <laughs> a couple months ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, they they go crazy up in price. Uh, Jason Eight though did not have a limited run, for whatever reason. But it doesn't matter because it's still fucking gorgeous. What gives? Right. What All right. Gives, let's hear. Man. Um, usually when a movie uh a movie has a spinoff TV show, um, it's for you know a well loved popular franchise from like years past, right? And they get the, the, the TV treatment years later. Uh, sometimes, however, it's a spinoff of Sorority House Massacre. Oh, which okay. is Which is an odd choice for a TV show spinoff. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes you have a big name attached to it that kind of brings it up to snuff or whatever. Sure. And in this case, it's Norman Reedus, okay. of all people. It gets weirder. Norman Reedus <laughs> is producing a Sorority House Massacre TV show. All right. Not something I thought I'd ever say in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird. Uh, it was announced this week that that's happening. Uh, he's producing it with Utopia Originals and Shout Factory, which makes sense because I think Shout Factory has the rights to the movies since I know they're releasing them right now. Uh-huh. At, least I, you, at least you used to be able to get stuff through them, but uh, it would make sense that they still have the rights if yeah. they're producing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's exciting if you're into like you know TV shows. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Moving on. Mark your calendars. If, if you like things and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, mark your calendars because Friday, December 11th, Joe Bob is saving Christmas. He is. It was announced this week that the next Joe Bob special uh, is going to be coming out then for the holiday season. Uh, the commentary show will be back this year for another holiday special exclusively on Shudder, which if you don't have it, 
$4.99, guys. Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. You know why you should also get it? Why? For our next bit of news. Because speaking of Shudder, oh. Shutter, another Shutter original getting the holiday tre- treatment this time is Creep Show. There's going to be a Creep Show holiday special. I like that. Right? Airing December 18th uh, with one episode. It's an hour long, seems like a live action episode as opposed to an animated one. It's called Shapeshifters Anonymous, uh, written and directed by Greg Nicotero. Love it. Everything, I'm into it. Everything's good. I mean, I have to imagine, being that it's a holiday special, it's going to be about Christmas. Uh, that would make I mean, sense. Yeah. Right? Seems like, you know, two and two. Makes five. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I am definitely looking forward to all of those things. Again, Shutter, get it, get it. Four ninety nine a month. Just get it. Take that sponsorship anytime you want, buds. If, if you was even thinking about it, just do it. God, I'm just gonna let that ride because <laughs> that was a so- it was a solid accent, dude. Was it though? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, speaking uh, of solid things, James, what's new in your digestive tract? <clears throat> I was trying to think of the the punchline from that one. Shit. I thought it was gonna be a. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a, but it was a solid. T- I don't know. Yeah, you got it. what's new on blue, baby? All right. Uh, along with the announcement of their Black Friday sale going on live from November twenty seventh to the thirtieth, Vinegar Syndrome has also teased four of their upcoming twenty twenty one releases, which include Lovecraftian horror Cthulhu's Mansion or Cthulhu Mansion. Sorry, from nineteen ninety two. Zombie Nazi flick Devil Story from 1986. I do love zombies. Uh, a revenge action flick, Death Promise from 1977, Ooh. and Small Town Slasher Shallow Grave from 1987. You know, it's weird. I used to think that Vinegar Syndrome that was weird. That is weird. Right? <laughs> I used to think that Vinegar Syndrome was a really weird label because they put so much care into these movies that like very few people have ever heard of. Yeah. And then, like, I started kind of diving into what the movies actually are, and I'm kind of becoming more of a fan of it now. I just bought, because this movie doesn't need this kind of release, but I just bought a super swanky version of uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, starring Roddy Piper, because <laughs> I needed it for the end oh, of the Oh, is that a, vin- a Vinegar Syndrome yeah. release? Okay. That, Tammy and the T-Rex, is another Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, another one that we have coming up on the docket, maybe for the Halloween season, uh, Dial Code... Uh, Maybe dial, for the Halloween season. Or, no, holiday season. Oh, holiday. Uh, was it called Dial, dial, dial Code, Code Santa. Santa Claus? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's going to be maybe for a, ho- a holiday episode. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of starting to realize maybe Vinegar Syndrome's way more up my alley than I ever thought. Something is. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is that what's so uncomfortable at night? That's it. That could be it. Yeah, okay. There you that go. makes sense. I'll have a talk with her. <laughs> I'll tell her to stop. Yeah. All right. The re-release of Scream Factory's... Hold on. (laughs) That's my third one. Two new IFC Midnight releases coming to Blu-ray courtesy of Scream Factory. Uh, Sci-fi creature feature Sputnik from 2020. The first outing for rookie director Igor Abramenko. That's fun to say. And Centigrade, a, a film inspired by true events about a couple trapped in their SUV in the mountains of Norway in sub-zero temperatures. Okay. I've seen that movie back in the 90s. Did you really? And it was starring Neil Patrick Harris. Really? No. No, what are you talking about? There was actually... Episode of Doogie Hauser? No, there was a, a made-for-TV movie back in the 90s, and it was Neil Patrick Harris and the chick from... Uh, f- uh, um, 
Was it the to- the Tony Danza show? What the hell was that? Who's the boss? Who's the boss? It might have been the girl from Who's the Boss. But it was they were a married couple and they had a baby and they got trapped in their car in a blizzard and they had to like survive in the blizzard. It was a Now it, how I know that's fake. <laughs> why? Cuz Neil Patrick Harris ain't ain't getting married to no woman having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I mean the it's baby called, part probably. It's but, called you know. acting, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um yeah, but they ended up having to get their like half their feet cut off and stuff like that oh, because of, yeah, it was it was pretty gnarly. It was a made for TV. It was a what was the what was uh, Lifetime? Probably. I think it was it a sounds, Lifetime movie. Sounds like a Lifetime yeah. movie. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's a weird memory of mine. Uh, <laughs> a re-release of Scream Factory's My Bloody Valentine will be hitting Blu-ray on September. September. February 9th. That's every month for me. This deluxe box set will include an 8-inch NECA action figure of the minor. In my, retro- my fat timbers don't have eight inches. Oh I'll tell you that God, much. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, in retro style box packaging, featuring featuring a pickaxe and a heart in a box, which will be limited to four thousand units. Also, a twenty-eight point five inch by sixteen point five inch rolled lithograph. And Michael, yes, the piece de resistance, Ooh. the limited edition Blu-ray will be ensconced. Mm. Nay, mm. immortalized mm. in mm. stunning mm. steelbook. Mm. Pack- Funny. F- packaging. Mm. You got a fun. <laughs> I thought you were done. I thought you were done. <laughs> you fucking. You had. You had too many gin and tonics and too many fucking five-hour energies. I had one cutting me off, man. <laughs> yeah, my I'm a fucking mess right now. Um, I had a conversation with uh, one of our friends uh, on, on the old Instagram, our friend Kelly, and we were talking about... Uh, it's cute that you think you have friends. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is why I drink, James. <laughs> um, we were talking about... I had mentioned to... Uh, I had put up the Instagram post of the schedule for the for the month, yeah. And uh, she was talking to her sister. We have we have sister fans, James. Oh. Sister fans. Trust me, that's as, that's as close as I'll ever get to having sister fans in my entire life. Talk but, talk to me when we have sister wives, dude. <laughs> then I'll be interested. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, though, they were talking about Hell comes to Frogtown. Yeah. Mm, how oh. comes to <laughs> how comes to fro- Frogtown? How comes to Frogtown? How appropriate. And they were they're talking about that, and I I go. I go I might have spent way too much money on like a super swanky version of it. And she's like, uh, she's like, oh, you'll spend more money on a cardboard, but not on steel or on, on aluminum. And I go, only if the aluminum has beer in it. Right. Uh-huh. And then she's like, the new, the new thing coming out are called beer books. It's movie with beer that comes with it. I go, that would totally get me to buy steel books. Yeah. If, you, if I could buy a, a movie that came with beer, came with a six, pack. it was like it was like a flask almost that was like <laughs> in like in the the big thick case or whatever, and you could just drink the beer out of it. <sighs> Sold. Like specialty brewed beer for each release. <laughs> Come on. Like uh, what the hell? What's this thing over here? What's that? The, the Viper. Oh yeah, it's a Viper from Street Trash. Yeah. 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 If they and I mean beer would not really travel well, but if they did a like a a steel book flask with specialty booze in Dude, it? right oh hell yeah say, i'd buy steelbook at i'd that start point. being a collector <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right uh last but not least here the wolf of snow hollow which has been available on bod for the past month will be headed to dvd and blu-ray on december 15th courtesy of warner brothers 
with four featurettes entitled "The Story" and "The." I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this uh, in tribute to Alex Trebek. Mm. The story and the genre. The genre. The genre. That was one of my favorite things about Trebek. Every time he would say genre, he would say he could, it. He just couldn't well, pronounce it. Well, no, he's Canadian, so he would oh. say it in the proper French, you know, the genre. <laughs> it's just like, come on, you asshole. Just the, the genre. Just say it like the rest of us. But I love him so much. All right. So the story and the genre. Uh, the impetus working with Jim Cummings, who is the director and uh, the design of the werewolf. So. Nice. A couple of cool featurettes for you to check out on that uh, release of The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Check it out, bro. I'm into that. All right, that's it for the blues? That's it. All right, cool. Uh, now the blues are done, this is the best of the rest. This is what I'm calling my, my, my last bit of news here. Hyperspeed headlines. Oh. Ready for this? You mean like Operation Warp Speed? Operation Warp Speed. Here we go. <laughs> Peter Stormer takes to Instagram to announce that a Constantine sequel is in the works. A, con- a Constantine sequel is in the, the works. works. <laughs> Fantastic. Universal is rebooting the Mummy spin-off series, The Scorpion King, with the OG Scorpion King, Rock the Dwayne Johnson, producing. The Scorpion King. All right, cool. Right? Yeah. Because that movie sucked. So a good, <laughs> a better version of it, I'm all for. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, let's see here. While waiting for the delayed sequel to John Krasinski's A Quiet Place, Deadline is reporting that director Jeff Nichols has been hired to write and direct a third film based on a story by John Krasinski to release in 2022. Fantastic. That was, gotta, a, lot of, yeah, that was a lot of information really fast. Okay. I mean, that's all there is to it, though. There's really yeah. nothing else to it. We're getting a third A Quiet Place movie. Oh. And they're going to make it now, even before the second one even releases. Okay. Fantastic. All right. right? Let's see here. It was announced this week that Jordan Peele's third directorial directorial effort has been slated for a July twenty second, twenty twenty second, release. Who's Jordan Peele? Oh, no release. Uh, or there's no details really about what it is. But he did tell Fangoria uh, a couple months ago that is his scariest movie to date. Really? Yeah. Nice. After us and um, Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. So. I'm into that. I, yeah. I I take his word for it. Guy knows what he's doing. Dude, yeah. I'm, and, I'm down for whatever Jordan Peele does. Yeah, I agree. And uh, last but not least, speaking of people who I'm down for whatever they do, uh, to finish up here, Adam Green, Joe Lynch, uh, their long-running Yorkie-thon will once again happen this year. COVID be damned. Uh, it is slated for December 18th through 20th, 48 straight hours of constant podcasting. They stay awake <clears throat> so that the dogs don't get put to sleep, James. So that you don't have to... What do you mean, COVID be damned? It's just the two of them. <laughs> well, no, because well, they usually have tons of <laughs> oh, guests that guests come in and, and all that. So I'm sure it's going to be a lot of virtual just, guests just this put time. Up a little plexiglass wall. We can do that. Fine. I'm sure there's going to be some guests. I'm sure there's, there's going to be a lot of virtual. If ones there's too. anything that we've learned about the the plexiglass plexiglass walls in Meyer is that COVID can't travel one foot to the right to go around a plexiglass no, wall because COVID's stupid. Right. Yeah. It's a very stupid, stupid virus. Stupid COVID. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, that is the best of the rest. All right, bud. Uh, we are gonna take a quick break. Yes. Uh, we're gonna get some more beers. We are. Mike's gonna take five shots of gin. Yes. And then we'll be back to talk about some. Uh... Oh, and we're gonna listen to the entire Escape from New York. Escape from New York soundtrack. Escape from New York. Yeah. yeah. Whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna come back and play some f- some foolish games. Ooh, boggle. 
Can we play some Boggle? Is that Jewel? <laughs> Foolish Games? Foolish Games. Terry me. Terry me apart. That was bad. Yeah, it was great, right? <laughs> but as good as Jewel. <laughs> we'll be back. You have better teeth than she does. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hey, James. Yeah, dog. You know what happens when you take a break from the podcast, and then you start talking about politics, and like an hour goes by? Was that it, an hour? it means that you start the second half of the podcast at two o'clock in the fucking morning. That sounds about right. That wasn't a full hour that went uh, by. I do have to issue a, a real quick correction on the fly. Uh oh. Uh, Jewel got her grill fixed quite a while ago. Oh, did she really? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be my correction. It's you're the one that said you have better teeth than Jewel. So yeah, that's a I correction just... for you. Yeah, I just said I have to issue a correction. Yeah, on I, you. I never said on whose behalf, Mike. Oh boy. All right. Um. Okay. <laughs> Mike's Mike's had too much to drink. Let me ask you a question, James. Yes, dude. Would you rather drink Jules spit, Jules spit, <laughs> or a Miller High Life? Oh God, that's easy. Hey, Jewel. <laughs> What up, girl? Because <laughs> the first movie we're talking about tonight is a movie called Would You Rather from 2012, directed by David Guy Levy. Uh, this movie is about uh, desperate to help her ailing brother. A young woman unknowingly agrees to compete in a deadly game of Would You Rather, hosted by a sadistic aristocrat. That sadistic aristocrat, by the way, none other than Jeffrey Combs, Mr. Reanimator himself. Jeffrey. Fuck. <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> fuck. Jeffrey fucking Combs <laughs> playing Shepard Lambrick. What a I actually, name! I actually really like like they said it in the because I I know Shepard Fairey obviously the street artist or the uh, yeah the the boy who made the uh, he signed it. What do you like call Shepard, it? The, Shepard Fairey had that print in my in his hands. The uh, lithograph. Yeah. On your wall, it's a great picture by no, the way. It's not a lithograph. It's a print. Difference. Well, it's a print of a lithograph. Right, a print of one, but yeah, that that is not a lithograph. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. It itself is. It's, uh, but yeah, Shepard Fairey, if you don't know, the Obey dude, the Shepard Lambrick. But uh, yeah, Shepard is a cool name. It's a great name. It's really cool. He's I like, like a, it. He's like a leader because he leads the sheep around. I should have. <laughs> I should have named my son Sh- just Shep. Shep. Because then, if you said his first and last name, it'd be Shepard. Oh my God! Shepard, Shepard Baird, Shepard. No, just Shepard. <laughs> it sounds like a sounds like one of my people from it's from the thumb saying it, it sounds like, Shepard. It sounds Shepard. like it sounds like his name should be Shepard, but you like got rid of a couple of frames right in the middle. <laughs> Shepard, Shepard. Oh God! By the way, speaking of getting rid of frames, remind me to tell you about what I'm listening to right now. Me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm currently about three hours into a six and a half hour album. Oh. Called uh Everywhere at the End of Time by this dude that calls himself the caretaker. And it's six phases, six and a half hours long, and it's he he wrote this musical composition 
as uh, like the phases of somebody going through dementia. Okay. And it's, 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 I, I'm not going to get into it right now because I could talk about it for like an hour, but remind me to tell you about it after the show. Okay. okay. And for anybody who's interested in it, if, and if you have six and a half hours to spare, <laughs> look up Everywhere at the End of Time by the Caretaker and get into it and just kind of let it destroy your life. Um, if you're not in a great place mentally, I wouldn't listen to it though. I'll just, as a, as a, there's a car that is just stopped outside of our window. Yeah, that's kind of bizarre. That's, that's a main. Really, it's, that's a main road. It's a main road, and it just stopped. All right, people listening to this, you are uh, you're in for though. This this could be a murder. Are they gonna snipe? I'm gonna close I don't know. this. They might snipe us. No, no, keep it open. I want to see it. Well, oh, I want to see the sniping. Oh no, no, they're leaving. Yeah, that's right. Get the fuck out of here. I scared them away. I think they were it. waiting for that other car. That was it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, just to wrap that up, though, if you're not in a great place mentally right now, I wouldn't listen to it, necessarily. So, would you rather? Yeah, so, would you... (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather? Um, Uh, So, to uh, to round out the cast, we got the great... The the great Jeffrey Combs as uh, Shepard Lambrick. Incomparable Jeffrey Uh, Combs. I've met him once. You've met him once. Did you meet him? No, no, I didn't meet him. Me and Chris Jordan met him. I would love to meet him. Uh, I took a picture with him. Worst picture (laughs) of me ever. Like, the worst. That's why I won't post it anywhere. It's fucking awful. Every picture Uh, of you is the worst But myself and my buddy Chris, uh, that we talk about on the show very often here, uh, we both met him at a con. You know who I did meet, though? Who's that? Brittany Snow. You did? Who plays Iris? Much to my dismay. Yeah. (laughs) It was my birthday, man. I had no idea that's who that was, because if that was the case, I would have absolutely told you to go there. Yeah. And then get her number for me. Why? Because she's... No, you know what? You know what? Uh, babe. No, this this deserves an old school. Fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> Lay you down. Lay you down. She deserves that one. Yeah, God, Brittany Snow is hot. Babe. Um, let's see here. Uh, you have Sasha Gray. Uh, so if you don't know who <laughs> Sasha Gray is, she's a pretty famous documentarian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She's made quite a few documentaries a few that films. we've seen. Yeah. Uh, and she, uh, she turns, does, turns out turns out that she should maybe stick to documentaries. She mostly she, does. She, she's not the greatest actress in the most world. Most of her documentaries, I'm fairly certain about woodworking, right? Yeah, yeah. She she works a lot of wood. She nails a lot. Um, you know, they actually call her the lathe. They do. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The human lathe. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because of how much wood she turns. It's crazy. <laughs> She's a porn star. Um, okay, let's see. She's actually better in other movies I've seen her in since. I yeah. This I think was one of the first Same. ones that she did. She out, was fresh out the gates of getting railed. She was fucking terrible. Yeah, in this she movie. was not not great. Not also, great. just totally unlikable. God, I wanted her to yeah. die so much. Right next to Sasha Gray, fucking John Hurd. Rest in peace, ma'am. Yeah, rest in peace. Right. I love John Hurd. John Hurd's uh, great. This was so I had watched and talked about this show very early on in the life of this podcast. This show or this movie, rather. What, what are you, my mom? I mean, it's kind of a show. Like you're watching the show go on. <laughs> the show must go. Did on. you see that new Tom Hanks oh, show? God, no, I hate that. It's called Don't. a movie. Yeah. My, you fucking. I just committed a bag. sin. I committed a sin just now that I hate. Yep. Thir- um, it's one of thirteen. I had talked about this movie, though, early on in this show's lifespan, though. Yeah. When we used to do, what did you watch for the week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, even back then, I go, I hadn't seen John Hurd in anything for the longest time. Yeah. Two, three, four. 
And then he just kind of showed up in this movie. I was like, holy shit, it's Kevin McAllister's dad. Yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah, hell yeah. And he's an alcoholic. <laughs> well. Hard times. I guess that's what, that's what happens when you leave your kid at home and then once again at an airport. <laughs> well, here's the deal. In New York, you know. Uh, so in this in this movie, uh, he's he is a, a recovered alcoholic for like 16 years. Yeah. And Jeffrey Combs' character, Shepard Lambrick, says, if you drink this glass of wine, I'll give you this amount of money. If you drink this entire decanter of scotch, I'll give you this amount. Drinking an entire decanter of scotch of when notes. you haven't had a drop of alcohol in 16 years, I'm pretty sure would kill you. My 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 note on this is actually, you wouldn't be able to function if you just downed an entire decanter. You'd either be completely blubbering or you'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would not be able to continue on in this game. So now, not to jump ahead, but he gets up to walk away at first. Yeah, like he's got his fifty G's from yeah. from but having from having G's. from having just drank that decanter of yeah. scotch. And he gets up for a second, looking like he's going to walk away he when should've. Jeffrey Combs gives him the opportunity. Do you really think that they would have like they would have been if you walk yes. out right now and we'll let you go? It's all good. Yes, I do. You think so? Because there was nothing, nothing illegal, nefarious. Yeah, nothing nefarious. took place at that point. Yes. So they couldn't really say anything based on it. Yeah. They walked away with fifty grand. Yeah. I honestly do believe that they would have let oh, let him dude, walk away. He could have fucking made Almost out. Did. If you you're can't. confused here, um, <laughs> the movie literally is about. It's that. It's uh, it's a group of people. How many people is it? Six or seven people? Uh, can we round out the, ca- the oh, cast real quick? Because yeah, yeah, sorry, we're, we're kind of all over the place. But uh, there's there's a few there's a few other really good okay, uh, have, cast have, members here. Let's go through it. Johnny Coyne plays a guy named Bevins. He's basically the butler. Um, the best way to describe <laughs> oh, Bevins. Him, the best way to describe him is that he's not Bob Hoskins. Totally could have been exactly though. Bob Hoskins. Oh, totally could have been Bob Hoskins. Hundred <laughs> percent for sure. Uh, let's see here. You have uh, Lawrence Gilliard Jr. who plays Doctor Barden. Doctor Barden is the guy that puts Brittany Snow's character Iris on the path to basically taking part in this game. What happens? To he's her, a complete yeah. shitbag. <laughs> well, he, yeah. he tries to redeem himself. Yeah, he's a shitbag. I'll get into it later. <laughs> um, you have Engel uh, Jacquard. M- what? What? Enver. Is it a Y? Or that, was, a v? that wasn't even close to his name. Is that a Y or a V in his name? Enver Gilkaj. Gilkaj. Sure. It's G J O K A J. I'm thinking too many, I'm thinking that's Gilkaj. Too many J's from one word for me. <laughs> but um, I actually know him from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You ever watched the Marvel show on uh, was it Oh, ABC? yeah. Who does he play? Uh, he's also in Agent Carter. Uh, he's the dude that uh, he. I don't know if he went to war or whatever it was, but he got like his leg all fucked up, so he's on crutches. Oh, like, okay. You know, he's he's like the main one of the main characters next to Agent Carter in that show. Sure. But uh, yeah, that's where I know him from. Um, who else do you have here? Oh, one of one of my favorite actors from one of my favorite shows the last little bit, Robin Lord Taylor, uh, played Julian. Uh, Jeffrey Combs's son. I know him from Gotham. Oh, he played the Penguin. Uh, Co- Oswald Cobblepot. Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> yeah, I um, he's one of my favorite actors from that show because mm-hmm. he's just so weird and good. Like he's got a very strange personality that just kind of shines through his acting. Yeah, and it's it's one of a kind, and yeah. I fucking love it. Like he's absolutely fantastic. And then you have he's your... A, he's a little douchey fuck in this movie. Oh, though. yeah. Well, he's a douchey fuck in everything. <laughs> he really... That's kind of his bread and butter. Um, Eddie Steeples, who plays Cal, you would know him from um, uh, Earl. My name is Earl. My name is Earl, yep. yeah. He's in that. June Squibb, 
is in everything. <laughs> June Squibb is. I saw that name earlier. I was like, damn, that's a that's a name that I for sure know, but I couldn't think of a single thing that. Well, you just saw her in Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was gonna bring that up. But yeah, Nebraska about uh, about Schmidt. She's in so much stuff. Yeah, she's, she's one of those character actors like that is she pops up everywhere and you, she's either noticeable <laughs> or not, but she's always there. Um, probably, and then probably the most important one though. Yeah, I'll say this is I'll take let you take this one. Rob Wells. Mm, never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Literally never seen it. Um, and he he it's funny he kind of aside from like drinking and smoking and swearing the whole time he sort of plays himself, like or not himself he literally plays Ricky kind of. I feel like that's just. I feel like that's who he is, though. If if I said <laughs> if I said that uh, what's his name is uh, who did I who did I say that was uh, fuck what if I said that Bevins was not oh Bevins not Bevins was not Bob Hoskins yeah then Rob Wells is not Danny McBride Eh, fuck off I'm, I'm assuming I'm not the first person to make that a comparison Rob Wells did it first and he they're did. the same fucking person I. They're the same person. Southbound and Down is a hilarious show, and I love Danny McBride, but he is basically he's basically playing Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that. You f- <laughs> go to hell, dude. You're too easy, man. You're no, too easy. Oh God. All right. So here's the deal. Um, Iris, uh, Britney Snow's character, uh, she is a uh, a hey, young. Babe. Mm, babe, <laughs> she's uh, a younger person that finds uh, her and her brother find themselves uh, orphaned. Their parents were not in the picture. Did they get killed? The car accident, or something like that. Yeah, Is that what happened? Uh, for, yeah, it sounded like it. Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> long story short, she's taking care of her brother. Her yeah. brother uh, has a condition. Has uh, was it? A, he's a bone marrow transplant. Yeah, basically. he's got a lot of stuff going on, but mainly he needs a bone marrow yeah. transplant. Yeah, and so she has basically been uh, reduced to being the caretaker of her brother. Yeah. You know, she's paying all the bills. She's taking care of him. She's literally paying for everything in both their lives. She has no life really outside of taking care of him, which he notices and calls her out for it. And she's kind of like, yeah, I wish I did have another life, but I wouldn't change it for anything because I love you. Right. She's literally doing what any older sister would do for her, for her brother. Car. She's stepping up, playing the role. It's admirable. Not any, not any older sister. No, yeah, some of them are some some older cunts, sisters are shitbags. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, we can go there. Listen, too. if you're an older sister that is not going to take care of your younger brother who is sick, you're a cunt. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm putting that out there. Yeah, batch. And same goes for older brothers who oh, are not going to take care of their. You're you're also you're a fucking cockle barrel. Yeah. Cockle barrel. Cockle barrel. That's yeah. a new one. I made it up. It's brand new. <laughs> but that's what you are. Point is, uh, she's struggling. She needs she needs a job. She thought she might get a job as like a waitress or a hostess at uh, this one restaurant. They ended up calling her, telling her that she didn't get it. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Dr. Barden uh, calls her into the office. Dr. Barden is the guy that is basically uh, uh, her brother's doctor. She mm-hmm. calls him in and says, there might be a way that we can help you with all these bills that are piling up. All you have to do is take pl- take part in this game. Mm-hmm. And in the same room, you have Shepard Lambrick, played by Jeffrey Combs. And he basically says, come to my house, uh, come for a dinner, and we'll explain everything to you. It's a game. 
basically it's like a, you can basically win the money to take care of your brother. And not only just money, but we can fast track you on the path to getting a bone marrow transplant, everything your brother needs. Now, maybe I've seen too many horror movies, but his vibe right from the beginning oh, yeah. was like, oh, no, you probably shouldn't take that invitation. One girly, uh, like, like maybe avoid that dinner party. One of my notes, <laughs> one of my notes. How does she not think that she's not sitting on a casting couch that night? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm serious though. That's a fair point. She's an extremely attractive young woman. Here's this old dude with a ton of money. How does she not think? And her brother even well, her calls brother her makes out that joke. Oh, so there's going to be some of this, and yeah. he like makes the jerking off How, motion. I mean, in all fairness, maybe she did think she was going for that. Hmm. And she was just willing to do it for the sake of her brother, which, you know what? Good on her. Yeah. I say good on her, good on her in the <laughs> sense that she's willing to literally do anything because she loves her brother so much, yeah. is what I'm saying. Not yeah. good on her for being a victim, obviously, but like good on her for willingly putting herself in a situation that she know could be bad. Sure. In, you know, just to help somebody out. Like that, that takes a big person to do that. Well, that's... That's the thing, though. Not that that's, it makes that situation right by any means. That's what I'm getting to, though. Like that's what I was trying to get to, though. Like he he sets it up as I want you to come to this dinner party. I'm a I'm a philanthropist. I like to invest in people who need help and and blah 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 blah. But he wasn't he wasn't coming across as like a a nice dude at all. Like his demeanor seemed shady from the very beginning. Yeah, and I'm just like, how do you not see this going south like right away? And then, especially like if some, if in any situation in my life ever there's a dude who looks like Jeffrey Combs and says to me, "It's gonna be a game of sorts," <laughs> I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna lean back and I'm gonna slowly back out of the room and then I'm gonna sprint for my life. No, thank you, because that's like nothing about him. I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to think of different movies where, like even in the next movie that we're talking about in 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 uh in thir- thirteen sins yeah the the voice on the other end of the phone seems so jolly that you're like oh this is oh gonna- hello Hopper, dubber, dubber, yeah dubber. oh this is yeah. gonna be fun I'm eating a fly cool all right <laughs> and and it says nobody ever <laughs> and you're like you're like oh that's kind of that's fun this will be an all right time but like. Nothing about Jeffrey Combs in this movie seems trustworthy whatsoever. He, like he, he seems sort from of, the from the outset, he's like he's so shady. I would say at first he seems a little bit genuine because when he's explained to them, like he goes, uh, for example, if we're gonna play a game of would you rather, for example, um, you know, uh, 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 Travis, would you rather kiss Iris or kiss Peter? Right, right. right. And he goes, well, obviously I would kiss Iris, and then the old lady. Uh, well, what's her name? Uh, uh, Linda, yeah. uh, played by June Squibb. She's like, oh, you're going to make us kiss each other? And he goes, oh, no, 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 nothing like that. That was, was just something that I came off of my head. head. Yeah. He makes it sound like it's going to be innocent enough to where... But the thing is, though, at that point, they'd already seen him break a vegetarian for eating meat. Yeah. And they'd already seen an alcoholic breaks 16 years of sobriety to drink alcohol. I don't know exactly what they expected, but they're fucking stupid if they didn't think it was going to get worse than that. Yeah, the vegan part was just sort of whatever. Like, yeah. like, like, I understand people's convictions, especially when it, you know, it comes to animal rights and veganism and stuff. But if somebody says, listen, 
I'm going to give you $10,000 to just take a bite of steak and, and foie gras, which by the way, I love meat. I love eating meat. Sure. I do. I'll say that yeah. right now. Don't care what you think about me. I don't know if I would eat foie gras because you know how it's made. Yeah. It's the way, th- the way that they make it is fucked, dude. Yeah, it is. That's, I've never had it. Would I try it? Honestly, probably. But like, <laughs> well, that's a, but I, like... The, there was this little <laughs> secondary part of me that was gonna go. But it's probably fucking delicious. <laughs> I yeah. Let's. We're not gonna get into that. I I just like food so much to where I'll probably try anything. I'll like, try anything. I dude. If you cut off a piece of your arm right now, I'd probably fry it up and oh, cook so it. So would I. I'll try anything so once. Would I. Um. But uh, here's my problem with that. But scene. like, like so watching somebody break vegan. Because uh, I've actually seen people in real life break vegan you before. You broke Justin's vegan. Remember I, that one time? Well, we don't talk about that because he <laughs> no, still oh, denies it. No, we do. We do talk about it. <laughs> but but uh, like watching somebody break vegan, it's like, okay, whatever. But like some, I've seen people struggle with alcoholism. Oh, yeah. Having somebody chug an entire decanter of scotch and, 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 and ruin their sobriety, like that's where I'd be like, okay, I'm out, dude. Yeah. Like, and and watching the watching this the host doesn't lead to anywhere good. Watching the host laugh about it, yeah. And he's like, oh, like like look at the oh well. He said about the vegan like I guess even with the veganism that was a big red flag. He goes a lifetime of a lifetime of discipline and and blah blah and you you broke it all for ten thousand dollars. Oh, you're so weak. And I was I would be like, okay, it's time for me to leave because this is gonna end up with people dead tonight. I have a counterpoint. What? John Hurd's character Conway deserved to break his alcoholism 16 year. Why? Because here's why. He's an idiot. Why? So he just gets done seeing dinner was served, right? <clears throat> Everything's fine. Dinner yeah. was served. And then suddenly Iris is like, oh, I can't eat this. I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And then the game starts with him paying her to eat the meat, right? Right on the heels of that, they're talking about the booze. And he says, he goes, oh, I don't drink. Something yeah. wrong with your drink is, oh, no, I don't drink. And then he voluntarily gives up the fact that he hasn't drank in 16 years or whatever it is and expects there to be absolutely no problem. Like, no, 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 right no, off on. the bat, you hold should on. have known not to give up that information. No, 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 no. Hold on. They already had that information. Doesn't matter. He could have faked, but he the, could have faked drank no, it, though. He could have done the, he could have done this. How could he have fake drank it? I just fake drank no, that. No, he told him to drink the entire decanter. No, at first, before he ever even gave that information up, though, he could have just fake sipped on no, his, but his wine. They knew he was an alcoholic. They they knew that already. But they, if he, they had information on everybody there. But if he so fake drank the reason, it, they could have said, oh, apparently he's drinking. No, because everybody else at that table was drinking water, too. The reason he specifically turned toward John Hurd's character, uh, Conway, and said, oh, is there something wrong with the wine? Is because he was trying to... He was trying to bait him into what the I'm game. What I'm trying to say, though, is that if I knew, though, that that's how the game was going to be played because I was smart and watched what just happened to this poor girl in front of me, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Take it. And t- I would have even taken a sip of it, literally just to avoid any unpleasantries going forward with that. That like he should have been. I think you're thinking about it from the point of view of a person who has never struggled with alcoholism. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying at all. Because for somebody who did, um, for somebody who has struggled with alcoholism, even taking that one little sip could be the catalyst to a complete relapse. For him to think though that they weren't going to take that information and use it against him, he's an idiot. Is all I'm saying. Like you had to have watched what just happened and known if I. 
voluntarily give this information, they're going to use it against me. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, I get like, that. He did not play that good at all. I get that, but <laughs> they were they were going to get that information no matter what. Well, hey. I guess he did, I guess I guess, but. I guess he didn't so so readily have to give it up, but also the movie was only an hour and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> pace guys, pace. Um yeah, anyway. Um so so the uh the game ensues and uh is that the right way of saying yeah, that? The game, game ensues. ensues. Okay, whatever. Um so it it starts off innocently. Well, actually, it it starts off innocently with, uh, oh, would you rather kiss or kiss blah blah blah. Oh, that was yeah. That was the example. But then all of a sudden, Bevins like they go, okay, everybody everybody decides that they want to stay and play the game. So they shut the doors, they lock them. Bevins rolls in this fucking cart that's straight Shock out of therapy. straight out of uh, <laughs> straight out of Return to Oz, and. Uh, he it turns out he's an old. Do they have shock therapy in Return to Oz? Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. Dude, that Yikes. movie that movie is fucked. The wheelers and the fucking crazy the, ass the, things are things. The that... wheelers are the are so the the representation of the wheelers. It's like the orderlies who would wheel her around in her uh... in her gurney in the hospital. Uh... Is that messed up? Dude, how how, how long has it been while. since it's you've seen been, that it's movie? It's been a while. Yeah. It is. I found Laserdisc. It is truly down here somewhere. Truly fucked. Um, but uh, uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Shock there. Oh, so shock there. Yeah. So they wheel this thing in. It starts off pretty. I mean, if it came to, I don't know how. What did he have that thing up to? Hundred or four hundred? Four hundred? Yeah. Why? Granted, it, I've it never. It was really high. <laughs> it was. It was too basically. <clears throat> it was jumper cables hooked up to a car battery and. Uh, Watkins or whatever the fuck his name Bevins. was. Bevins. Watkins. <laughs> uh, Bevins was, uh, he was part of MI6 or something like that. Yeah. And like his job was interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> so this was crude. It was yeah. two car, ba- it was a car battery with two jumper cables up to like a leather strap with metal coils that were right on the forehead. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly looking. And he shocked the shit out of them. Yeah. Basically. Well, they they were they had a choice. Yeah. Like, shock are you going to shock yourself or shock the person? And then it just continues from there. Everything gets worse and worse. The one thing that pissed me off the most was when uh, uh, Peter Rob Wells yeah. stabs uh, Linda in the thigh. No, see, I think that was one of the smarter fucking choices. Wait. I know she's an old lady. I no, get no, it. No, she, no, it was a smart choice because she was she was wheelchair. Yeah. She was we- wheelchair bound. She literally couldn't feel anything in her legs, but. A thigh is a huge area. He stabbed her right in the... <laughs> and there's only one... There's like one one-inch spot that goes yeah. all the way down your thigh where yeah. your femoral artery Maybe is. Maybe try to graze her. Just you know? don't fucking hit. Like, go to the out... If you hit the outside of the thigh, this is all meat. This is yeah. all quad... Or if you... This hit, is all quadricep and, 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 and just meat I feel like and if you bone. Hit, <laughs> if you hit straight into the bone, too, it would have been better. Like, go straight where the bone is, I'm you saying, know? Just go, like... Take where your femur is. Yeah. Go to the right one inch. You go. You could go all the way through and not hit anything. It's a flesh wound. Terrible. And he stabs her in the fe- He stabs her in the femoral artery. <laughs> and they warned him. They said there's there's a huge vein that goes through the thigh. Like make sure you don't hit it. And he fight, he hits it. She starts he squirting blood. It. He goes, oh shit! I think I hit that vein. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Fucking nails it. So as as all these things go on, these the the would you rather's get worse and worse and worse. And the whole idea is 
you know, oh, you know, they, they say in the beginning, if you don't choose, then you're ejected from the game. Or if you fail to complete your thing, you're ejected from the game. What they don't tell you is that ejection means death. They will kill you. Yeah. So everybody is so fucking afraid that they have to do it. Like they're forced into doing one or the other. Neither choice is very good mm-hmm. throughout all this. Yeah. It, it gets really fucking gnarly. Um, uh, yeah, you have a lot of the characters try to help each other out, which really doesn't help them to you know to much degree because they use that against. Yeah. They're, they're doing it out loud, where to where Jeffrey Combs' character can use that against them. Yeah, which is very. Stupid. It's like if you try to do something virtuous. <clears throat> if you try to do something virtuous and like yeah. help somebody out, but you but you say it out loud like I'm I'm gonna do this so that you don't have to do this. Well, then the next round, he's just going to target you. Yeah, exactly. With the exception of Amy, played by Sasha Gray. She is a cold-hearted <clears throat> bitch right from the fucking gate. Like, she doesn't <laughs> give a shit who she's got to hurt. She knows that she's there to survive or whatever. Yeah. I hated her character oh, she's so terrible. much. Like, I wanted everything bad to happen to her. For sure. Like, I, I literally couldn't stand her character. And then I remembered that, you know, her, her past line of work. And I go, you know what? <laughs> Okay. Um <laughs> I feel like characters like that always piss me like the ruthless Yeah. You know the ruthless assholes because it's I understand is, I understand usually... that state of mind to a certain degree yeah. but it's like you have to you have to get after you have to get it after a while. They're also like, usually right about the situation though. Cuz she was right. She knew right off the bat it's kill or be killed uh, and she knew it. They're right about the situation but they're wrong in the way that they go about it. And she could have done and it way smarter. It's it's yeah. funny that in these types of movies, there's always there's always that one character. Yeah. Seriously, look at like uh, every single one of the Saw movies where there's more than one person. So Saw two, uh, Saw, f- f- I'm forgetting all of them, but like every time there's like eight or nine people all together, there's always that one person yeah. who's a complete asshole, yep. and they end up. Dying like second, you know that's what I true. mean? That's actually very true, yeah. And it's because that's it's not the way to go about it's things. Everybody wants to see the bad guy die. <laughs> it's true, you know. And that's like she, she was so bad in this yeah. movie. She was. Her acting chops were not not great. It's a good thing they they killed John Hurd they, first. They waited the best actor probably <laughs> of the bunch and left Sasha Gray and her. Yeah, if, if whatever if, you call that, like <laughs> if, if I have any complaint, they waited too long to offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the person that probably has gotten offed more times in her entire career, wow. they waited. <laughs> wow, wow. All right, come on. Faking it though. Yeah, probably you're right. You're right. Um. Anyway, though, yeah. So this whole this whole entire movie is basically just, it's a series of back and forth, and it gets really fucking gnarly. There's a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy things that happen. Um, I don't want to give all of it away. One thing that I will say, though, I completely forgot about the fucking eye gag. How could you forget about that? It's the cover art for the movie. I know. And I I think that I was associating it with a different movie. And when I was watching this, even though I had seen it before, when I was watching it, it still took me by surprise. But the thing is, it's it's the tamest of all of the things. They don't show it. It's true. It's It's the thought of it, though. Like, it really is the thought of it. Well, there was also a sound that accompanied it. Yep. I did notice that. Yep. Like, right, so the guy has to cut his eye open with a razor blade. Yeah. And you don't see it. It cuts away. It cuts away. No but pun intended. <laughs> you, you do hear as the blade goes into his eye, you hear like a little. 
<laughs> um, so that's so freaking unrealistic because I've seen so I like when somebody gets an eye injury, like a real eye injury. Yeah, it takes you out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I saw this thing where it was a dude who he was a like a Muay Thai fighter or something, and he traveled around the world, and he would often be invited to do um like like non-professional like uh like street fights and one of his specialties is he would wait for a guy to strike and he would come in with his hand in a claw and he would purposely like go for their eyes yep, and there was out. there was one video of it you can hear it Ugh, you can hear that. it go into the dude's eye it makes like a like a kind oh, of sound god and he said you don't see the whole video here and he said, I, I, I had to do this because my life was literally kind of on the line. Like, I wasn't in a good part sure. of... He was in... Uh, he was in... Killer be killed. He was in Thailand somewhere or something like that. And he said, I... This was... This wasn't a professional fight. Like, this was... If I lost this fight, they probably were going to, you know... Once I was down, they were probably going to kill me or something. Sure, sure. So, he <laughs> puts his finger through this guy's eye. You hear it. And he said, you don't see the whole video here, but this guy was literally on the ground for an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's what eye injuries do to you. Have you ever gotten poked in the eye really bad? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. It's awful. So, like, cutting your eye open with a razor blade, this guy actually fares pretty well for the rest of the movie. He does. In the the (laughs) ending, especially. (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I will say that I thought was completely unrealistic, actually, two things. Um. Iris gets stabbed in the fucking side, like literally lung punched yeah. with a fucking ice pick. And literally 10 minutes after it happens, they act as though nothing happened. Well, the guy... And that really bothered me throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, what's his face? The uh, Enver... Gyo- Gyo- yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay. Lucas. Lucas. He says uh, it missed her lung. I think it missed her lung. So Even still, you don't get stabbed fully in the side with an ice pick and not ha- show wear of that, though, throughout the entire time. I don't care. I mean... You just don't. It, well... Spo- heavy spoilers I, oh, I, here. Heavy spoilers here. Iris, I, Iris won, right? So she gets to go home at the end of this. She literally goes home, takes a shower, looks at her shirt where the puncture hole is, as if it doesn't hurt her at all. Like she's not wincing. She's not whatever. Like it's almost like she didn't ever get. You got fucking stabbed with a six-inch ice pick. I, you are not going to just walk away from that with zero repercussions. I agree with you. But sometimes, at the same time, sometimes I think you get caught up on trying to realistically sort these things okay. out. When I'm going to stab you in the side right no, now. No, 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 go no. through the rest of this podcast no, without showing. No, I know that in real life, but like, think about all of the other movies that we watch where people get fucking stabbed and smashed and maimed, and then they live to fight on through the rest of the movie. This is where my this wrestling is, background is going to come into play. But but she because in in pro wrestling if they're working over a knee or they're working over a side or an arm injury right mm-hmm. you have to sell it because you have to make it believable that you are struggling through that the entire match even if it's fake you have to sell it because it makes the whole thing more believable if you don't sell it if somebody's working over your knee the entire time and then you just get up and start running around on your knee okay it makes everything okay. unbelievable okay. this isn't wrestling no first but it's of all. the same thing though it's performance but it's the same thing but why don't you complain about about this when we're watching other movies where the same kind of stuff happens. I have happens. complained about this. Maybe not all the time, but I have complained about this. I feel like there's certain... I feel like there's... Like, if you're watching a slasher, 
some of those people take injuries that you would probably die from. Sure. And then they keep fighting. But we don't really bring it up. Is it just because is it is it because this movie is a bit more realistic? Yeah, yes. No, yes, it is. Okay. And and it's very calm. This movie's very calm compared to the the frenetic atmosphere of a slasher movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like it's just it's just very different. I that was very I don't know, that really took me out of it in this movie, honestly. Well, get over yourself. I'm sorry, man. The (laughs) other thing the other thing is one of the challenges was to be dunked underwater. For two minutes. Yeah. I do that literally weekly. One of the things Where are you that, going with this? One is that it's that's the easiest fucking challenge in the world, and they all treated it as though they die. Two minutes? I do that weekly. Where? Not underwater, but I do an exercise where I hold my breath for a solid two minutes, if not longer, every week. You do? Yeah. I've actually talked to your wife about this. Why? Um, because no, because um uh, it, it started because when COVID started, you know, it was a lung thing or whatever. Yeah. And there was a stupid thing that was going around where if you can't hold your breath for longer than like 20 seconds, you might have COVID, right? It was a stupid thing that were, that this guy was peddling at one point in time. Yeah. And for some reason, it's always stuck in my head. Not that I believed it, but I just started doing this thing where it's like, I want to exercise my lungs and make sure that my lungs are, are good and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would do the exercises where you completely exhale your lungs out completely breathe in as much as you can, exhale, whatever. It's just long exercises mm-hmm. to build up. It's a thing that I used to do when I was a singer and all that kind of stuff too. Sure, sure, sure. One of the part of the exercises is holding your breath. And so one of my exercises is that I will hold my breath for two straight minutes okay. and then let it go. Two minutes, honest to God, is not that difficult. It's really, really not. So if we went and filled your sink up right now, you could put your face under the water and hold your breath for two minutes. Theoretically, yes. I've never done it underwater, at least like bent over in that position. But I have, I do hold my breath for over two minutes weekly. Yes. I'm two seconds away from challenging you here. That's fine. You want to go do it real quick? I'm not, not going to go underwater because we have nowhere to do it. But I'll hold my breath for two minutes. Of course, you have somewhere to do it. All, right, All you got to do is. Do, All right, we're gonna we're gonna pause. Just your just your the front of your face has to be underwater. We're gonna pause. James is gonna try to kill me, and we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're back. We are back. <laughs> uh, how'd that go, James? Uh, so the water test, not not the full two minutes. I, I you, re- did, you did make it to a minute 25 underwater. Minute 25 which underwater. Which is pretty, that's pretty freaking impressive as far what as I'm I, concerned. What I realized is that when your body is hunched over like that, because I tried to recreate it the way that it was in the movie, mm-hmm. kind of hunched over a barrel. Yeah. When your body is hunched over like that, it really does affect your lungs. Even if you were to get a good breath before you went under, yeah. it really does affect your lungs and it yeah. stresses your body out. Plus, the strain on your legs of just holding yourself up, it takes a lot of energy, yeah. which expels you from being able to hold your breath. We did do a uh, We did do a secondary test just sitting here. And he did hold his breath for two and a half minutes. Two and a half. That's good. I could have honestly probably gone another 15 seconds. You were... No, no, I was struggling. <laughs> I, I could have probably done After it. After you started saying. breathing again, you looked like you were getting a little spacey. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was one of the longer ones that I've done, though. Like, honestly, God, it really was. So I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I went one, to but... 130, and I was I was done. Um, almost a full minute longer than you. Yeah. So, so it, my point is, though, is that two minutes 
is not the most impossible thing. No. And he and and Jeffrey Combs even says that was literally designed to kill people or drown people. It's like I think two the, minutes, really? Honestly Come though, on. I think the average person, especially with somebody's hand on the back of your head, I think that the average person would panic. Like, yeah, I, like 30 seconds in. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but uh anyway, this this movie, it's uh it it kind of just is what it is. Like it's 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 literally a game of would you rather, except for you have to make good on the thing that you said you would rather do. Yeah. Um. It's it, sadistic and it's very sadistic. It's literally just uh. It's it's just a rich guy and his family who having fun like to see people tortured and and killed and um and they they actually do I they. At the end of this movie, if it weren't for the doctor in the beginning who said this guy changed my life, oh yeah, I was gonna go back to him. Um, and then at the like, uh, there was a part of me that was like, well, nobody's gonna make it out of this thing alive, right? Yeah, because that's that's usually how these things go in these types of movies. Nobody really makes it out alive, but they make good on their promise at the end. <laughs> they, like Brittany Snow at the end of the movie, she's the last one standing. They give her a, a duffel bag full of money. And they yep. say everything that you ever need is going to be on us from now on. It's almost kind of like Saw. Totally, yeah. If you survive the traps, you get to live. And then they become like a disciple. <laughs> Who knows if she would have become a it's disciple almost, like the doctor almost, did. It's almost better than Saw because at the end there's a bunch of money. Yeah, it's like true. Like in Saw, it's just, uh, I, hope, I hope you appreciate your life now. It's like, <laughs> uh, you could have at least given me a few hundred yeah, grand or something, I'd appreciate man. it more if I wasn't maimed for the rest of my life. I'd appreciate it a lot more if I had both my fucking legs. I, I will say this. The doctor, because I, I said I was going to go back to this, the doctor is uh, he's confounding to me because he goes in one second to talking up this thing saying, I did this and I made it through and it changed my entire life to the second that she leaves the room. He looks at Jeffrey Combs' character and he goes, I don't think she's right for this. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Why did you even call her if you didn't think she was right for this? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you literally you literally jumped ship from your own thought within a five-second period. You are a piece... <laughs> fuck you, dude. You are a piece of shit. <laughs> Good thing you died. I will say this, though. Um, both that, of these movies... That leading up to it, like, you think, like, oh, this guy's a hero. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking, no, no. Nope. Nobody's a hero in this movie. <laughs> Uh, this movie has a very downer ending. Very oh, downer ending. Oh man, I was yeah. I it, okay. I there were enough clues in it to where I wasn't surprised by it. When you but think I, back, but I was yes. definitely like, I was definitely like, oh Jesus! Like they really went for the dark. They went for the dark ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. It was. And like I said, when you look Such back at bummer. it, the way that that certain character was acting in the beginning of the movie, you can sort of see it. Yeah. Right? But you don't really realize it then. They did a really good job of kind of burying the lead a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, and so it really does come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and it makes for a bummer ending, but it's a good ending because it literally catches you off guard. Yeah. So I, I, I guess kudos to them for that. Um. Which uh, has very much in uh, it's in line with the second movie that we watched this week. That second movie being Thirteen Sins. Thirteen Sins. Thirteen Sins. So I knew nothing about this movie. I'd never even heard of this movie before. Really? I thought this was going to be a pretty shitty, crappy movie, and then I, within the first couple seconds of watching, I go, "Oh, it's a Blumhouse movie." Mike, this is pretty good. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Yes. I don't pick shitty movies. Uh, that's, that's that's not completely true. That's your avenue, bud. It's true. That that part is true, <laughs> yes. Um, this is directed by a guy named Daniel Stamm, who directed The Last Exorcism, a movie we both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. He did that one. 
Um, let's see here. A cryptic phone call sets off a dangerous game of risks for Elliot, a down-on-his-luck down salesman. Uh, the game promises increasing rewards for completing 13 tasks, each more sinister than the last. A um, couple guys of note in this movie. First off, you have Ron Perlman classing up the joint. Just because he's fucking amazing. Just fucking classing up lo- the joint, bud. I love Ron Perlman. Like oh, he can be in anything, and I'm I'm just into it. He's not always like the most convincing actor in the world. Gonna, but I, I was love gonna him. say like there's not he's he's actually like you know I wouldn't necessarily say a top tier actor. You know what he? But he just he's really good at playing the Ron Perlman type. He's really good at playing <laughs> the Ron Perlman type. Exactly. It really it's really um, true. Like that is the perfect way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and and. Fuck, I love it. Every time I see him, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince was also in this. Another character actor that has popped up in quite a few movies we've watched. Pruitt Taylor Vince, who may as well be Kyle Gass's twin brother. Yes. Or they may as well be the same person. He is the new... Uh, Kyle Gass from uh, Tenacious John D, Buck by the Flower. The, uh, Joe Buckflower? John Joe, Buckflower? Joe, Joe Buckflower. Joe Why Buckflower. is he the new Joe Buckflower? Because he just kind of shows up in every fucking movie. <laughs> like he's just, And he kind of looks like him, too, in all fairness. <laughs> I guess if he had like a shitty old beard. Exactly, yeah. right? He can <laughs> totally take up that mantle. Um, you have Mark Webber, who plays Elliot. I think, it is, I think it is. Hold on. We're, we're mixing up. Uh, it might be John Buckflower. Is it, John we, Buckflower. Is it John Buckflower? God, I'm. This is embarrassing. <laughs> well, <laughs> because we Look said you said Joe Buckflower. That's you're you're mixing Joe him Buck. up with Joe Buck, uh, <laughs> the shitty announcer. Yeah, yeah. I, easily the worst, easily the worst sports announcer in the entire world. Yes, that's actually a fact. Um, <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, I'll go through the rest of it. Yeah. Mark Weber, who plays Elliot, he is the lead. Um, you have uh, Rutina Wesley, who plays Shelby. I know her from True Blood. She actually plays one of the uh, side characters in True Blood. She's in, I believe, most of the seasons, even though I didn't finish the series. Yeah. Uh, and she's great. She's uh, she's an actress that, like, you can't help but love her. Like, she just has a really good personality, which showed again in this movie. Like, she's really hard to dislike. Who was she? She was the, the fiancé? Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, her name is uh, Rutina Wesley. Rutina Wesley. Uh, and she played Shelby, yeah. Eb- she's just, her Eb- personality. Eh, babe. Hey, babe. Oh, total babe. <laughs> total her, babe. Her personality, though, is just one that you can't not love. Oh, yeah. Like, like she's yeah. just sweetheart. She's yeah. an absolute sweetheart, which which made every scene where she was getting hurt in this movie, either it be mentally or physically <laughs> or anything else, hurt even more because you just don't want to see her get hurt. See, I feel you like... You felt bad for her. I feel like you were, uh, you were put off by this movie a lot more than I was. Like I'll explain the, why. The uncomfortability. I will explain why. Um, uh, Mark if, Weber, by the way, I, he kind of glossed over him, but um, he was in Scott Pilgrim, yeah, yep. and uh, in Green Room, the yeah. uh, the the Jeremy Solnier movie, absolutely awesome. By absolutely. the way, uh, Devin Grave, who played Michael Brindle, Elliot's brother. Do you know what he was? Do you know who he was? Do I know who he was? Yeah, Young Dexter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. knew that he looked familiar, and I yeah. couldn't place him until the movie was over. I I went to IMDb. He played the very uh, the young version of Dexter in the Dexter Show. Yep. The yeah, the Dexter Show. Sounds, De- like, sounds the- like a sitcom. <laughs> Did you the, the Dexter Show? Watch out, I might kill you. And then you have, last but not least, you have Tom Bauer, who was their father, who was a racist shitbag. Yeah, he was Fuck kind of a, kind of a pile of shit, huh? Really good at his role. Fuck that guy, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. So here's the deal. Yeah, um, there was a the like I it, literally his first line of the oh, movie. I, I was know, like, I thought that oh, I heard God. it wrong. 
I actually thought that I heard it wrong at first, and I was like, and then I, I realized like, it wasn't. I was like, Jesus! I was like, Christ. You, yeah, you don't you don't hear the N word with a hard R many times these days. No. And I was like, yeesh, yeah. like that's yeah, that was rough. I, I suppose that they're trying to to drive the point home that he's a piece of shit. Oh yeah, it works. Yeah. A plus job. Yeah. A plus job for a fucking there's F, only F one minus movie, character. There's only one movie that I can watch where they use that word with a hard R that I can watch it without wincing. And that is American History X because I know what that movie's about. Like yeah. the overall tone of that movie. Oh, it's is, still it's still devastating. It's still, it's still to devastating hear it. to hear. Yes, but it's but like, like when you watch it in that context, the, yeah. and you know where the story is going at this point. It makes it almost a little bit more tolerable because you know that it's like telling a story that is right. anti that. Yeah. So when you hear it in other movies, though, it's just like, oh god, I understand what they're doing. I still don't like. Yeah, it's still it. yeah, it. it just fucking gives you the jeebs. Um. So this is a movie about uh, Elliot. He's uh, losing his job. He's a giant pussy. He uh, doesn't stand <laughs> up for himself. Uh, he's he's getting married to this beautiful woman. He's got a baby on the way, and he sucks at life. He gets a phone call. That literally promises. Wait a minute, am I wrong? No. <laughs> he gets a phone very call blunt. that can literally turn his life around. Complete thirteen tasks. We will add. Uh, basically, they're doubling the money. It and seems the, like every time. And the guy on the other end of the phone sounds. He's a carny. He's very friendly. He's he's a carny. He's like a carny announcer. All you have to do is kill the fly. And then eat it. <laughs> and then eat it. We, we, we will we'll, uh, we will deposit $6,000 into your... Yeah. So yeah. first it was $1,000, then it was like 6000 And then it started getting into weird increments. Like they weren't exact. $3,266. It was like the exact number or the exact amount that uh, his, credit cards. His, his fiance owed yeah. on her credit card. Yeah. So all these <laughs> numbers, though, they kept for the sake of conversation kept doubling every single time right and eventually right. it made up to like if he completed task 13 it would have been like six million some odd dollars yeah. or something like that yeah um and so he falls into this pit thinking oh i can do this this stuff isn't that bad and it goes from from bad to worse to terrible to fucking murder like which it's is awful it's funny though because like so he starts off like you said he was just kind of this like he he wasn't assertive whatsoever I think yeah. the way that you put it, well, his was, boss he was, he was is basically a, he yelling was a at pussy him. Loser. <laughs> his boss is yelling at him straight in his face, saying, "Stand up to me, and you won't get fired." And he still couldn't. And he stand still up wouldn't do him. it. Yeah. And then he, so he, so then the boss walks out and looks at the security guard, boss, and he's like, "Get this guy the fuck you. out of here." Um. So he, uh, well, also that boss was a piece of shit though, mm, mm. because he was an insurance salesman. Sure. And he wanted to take advantage of people, and he didn't want to take advantage yeah. of people. Uh, and his boss says, that's what we do. We take advantage of people. I will say this. What? From this point on, I'm going to kill and eat every fly I see in the hopes that I get a text message afterwards. <laughs> Just in case somebody's going to wire you $6,000. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I ever win the lottery and you start filming yourself eating flies, I will wire $6,000 to you every time you do it. Worth it. <laughs> Worth every penny. Worth I mean, every it's, fly. It's protein, right? I mean, I'd eat flies. It's just a bug. Also, man. why did he chew it though? Dude, bug yeah, right. Like just pop it in and swallow it. Yeah. It's dude, bugs are the new bread. Sure. What? You Gross. ever heard of cricket bread before? Oh yeah, but Yeah, bugs are the new bread, babe. Okay. That's it. <laughs> you dehydrate them, ground them up into flour, you got bread. There you Perfect. go. Anyth- they never said he couldn't do that with the fly, in all fairness. Anything's flour. He could have made a nice souffle out of it. Anything's flour <laughs> if you're hungry enough, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, this voice sounds so friendly, like that 
he's just kind of compelled to keep going about it. And like you said, he's he's not assertive. He's kind of a pussy. Like, and it's kind of weird what happens to him psychologically through the movie because he knows that he's doing these terrible things, mm-hmm. but it's all, almost like around challenge like seven, eight, nine. Even though he's doing terrible things, he starts to gain more confidence. Like yeah. he starts to walk around with a little bit of swagger in his to. step. He doesn't. No, he doesn't have to. In order to complete the missions, like, he has to. He doesn't though. Like when he. So there's uh, there's the one mission where he ends up. And spoilers, by the way, we're going to talk about spoilers. Heavy. But go go watch this movie on Netflix, and then you know it won't be spoiled for you. But the mission where he has to cut the dude's arm off. Yeah. Um. That would be a traumatic experience for most other people. Well, maybe but more he, of a traumatic experience for the other guy. But he cuts the dude's arm <laughs> off, takes his car, takes the guy to the hospital. On his way out of the hospital, he doesn't even know that beating his brother up is a challenge, but he just smashes the dude in the yeah. face with a chair. Yeah, he just like, because like he's starting to he's starting to get a little bit of a an arrogance to him, right? And then he goes, he cleans himself up, and he goes to his uh, his um, rehearsal party for his wedding. And while he's there, he's kind of like, he's like the the dude, you know, like yeah. he's like, hey, hey, what's hey, what's going on, Dell? Hey, man, he's hey, like the, he's hey, like, hey, has she ever told you her life story? It's fascinating. Why don't you check it out? Like he's, he's like the virgin that just got laid for the first exactly. time, walking out of the bedroom. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, and 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 so it's kind of weird. It's 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 a weird thing to see, like psychologically, what it does to him doing these fucking terrible things but it's almost giving him more confidence as a person yeah 100 he's he's very much like um i don't know it's it's weird he gets this it's what i call the fuck it bucket like he's he's just pulling no fucks out of the fuck it bucket <laughs> like that's what he's doing like yeah. he's just pulling confidence right out of that you know because yeah. because because he kind of has to to in order to complete these things like he's uh he's dragging a corpse around at one point in time oh god bringing it to a coffee shop and having to put a cup of coffee in front of a dead corpse <laughs> to complete the mission, and a whole bunch of cops are sitting behind him, and he literally tells the cops off because he sees them pouring a little bit of like whiskey or vodka, whatever, into their coffee. Yeah, and um, and like, and that 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 that's not just like fuck it, bucket balls. That's like big ass balls to tell <laughs> off a cop, right? That's crazy. I've got big balls. He's he's finding the stuff though within himself to do it. Yeah. And and to a certain extent, I understand sort of what the challenges were doing. Yeah. Even though they took it to the way extreme, yeah. I understand what it was supposed to be doing. And it was an interesting exploration of the character of Elliot, of yeah. what he was willing to do. And the entire time you know that he's a good dude and he's literally just doing it for his fiance, but at the well, same time, he's kind of a shitty dude because he's going along with this. Well, no, he's... I mean, because once he reaches a certain point, he literally can't turn back he's because... He's a felon. He's yeah. a felon. Like, the, the voice on the phone says, if you complete... Uh, like, you've you've now committed six felonies. So yeah. you can either go to prison for the next 20 years or you can complete Challenge 13 and we'll make all this go away. Sure. Um, Which I had a bit of a problem with about the entire, like, hierarchy of that. Why? A little bit. Um I don't want to get into the ending quite yet. Mm. Just remind me before we before we end, and we'll get there. Okay. Um, we do meet along the way uh, the character uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince's character, uh, Vulgar, um, or Vogler. He uh, this is a guy who is sort of an enigma from like the middle of the movie on when you first meet him. Yeah. You don't really know what his deal is, and then finally Ron Perlman's character. He's the, Ron Perlman is the detective who's mm-hmm. kind of like following up on it, putting the dots together. 
And um, Detective Chillcoat. He's a great detective. Ron Perlman should just constantly play cops. I'd be okay with that. He's a great detective. I liked him in Sons of Anarchy. That's true. Which too. is the direct opposite of a cop. Maybe not just cops. Maybe <laughs> everything. Also Hellboy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. He's good at everything. Um, so Vogler is basically, he's been his life's mission after his wife went crazy and ate the family dog, which is totally out of character you're just gonna have to take my word for it <laughs> um he started following these the the paths mm-hmm. and like kind of following the clues and you know from newspaper clippings or whatever and he's put together this giant fucking really impressive scrapbook dossier like it's it's incredible mm-hmm. and uh so he's kind of hot on the trail sort of 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 this game and he wants to expose it and he's telling uh Ron Perlman's character, all of the stuff you do come to find out at the end of the movie. Again, spoilers, guys. Ron Perlman was in on it. He's one of the agents of basically the one percent of the one percent that controls everything. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Oh no, fucking conspiracy. Oh, Illuminati. No. This is Illuminati shit, James. It, it, yeah, it really is actually. Precisely. Um, even though they never call it out by name, this is Illuminati Some shit. Skull and bone um, shit. So Ron Perlman was a plant in that area. To mm-hmm. basically make sure that things disappeared, to make sure things that were fine and this and that. Yep. And he takes. He was a, he was a uh, what do they call him? Cleaners. Yeah, basically. Cleaner. He was yeah. a cleaner. He was a planted cleaner in that in that area. Yeah. And he basically he kills Vogler and then fucking burns every bit of evidence that there was around there, and it's heartbreaking because Vogler's character, even though he's a weird dude. He's super sympathetic because he's just like lost everything. Yeah. This was his life's work. It's super sympathetic. Um, and yeah, like it's just like it's it's uh to be fair, he never actually sets that fire. No, he doesn't. This is my problem with it. So explain how the movie ends. Okay. Because it's important to what I want to say. Once again, spoilers. Yes. Uh so it turns out that the 13th well, <laughs> me explaining this could be there's th- kind of three different three different ties in this. Don't knot. give away the one thing. Okay, don't so, give that away. Which which one thing? The con- the 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 what? The okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was that was that was a edit right there. <laughs> so it, so it turn it turns out that uh, it turns out that Michael or uh, uh, Elliot has been. He's been going about his business doing the 13 challenges, but there's also several other people who are being challenged at the same time. So it's kind of they're yeah. they're crossing paths at certain times without him actually knowing it. Um, and it it all comes to a head. And then at the end of the movie, several people end up dead. You think Elliot is dead or you think Elliot walks away from it. And and the detective Chilcote turns out he's a cleaner. He's there to kind of like you know, burn all the evidence, make sure everything's covered up. And Elliot has, for all intents and purposes, won the game. Yeah. So now he has $6.7 million directly deposited into his account. And Perlman's character thinks he's long gone. Thinks thinks that he is long gone from the scene. So he right. shows up to do the cleaner stuff, right. light everything on fire, burn the bodies, burn the evidence. Little does he know, the door opens and there's Elliot behind the door. Yeah. Shoots him. Bam! Straight in the fucking head. Yeah. Nice fucking skull cap blow, by the way. <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The effects in this movie were actually really good. <laughs> um, yeah, so so and so that happens. 
my problem though is that there's you can't tell me that Ron Perlman's character was the only cleaner in the area, right? That would just seem dumb on no, their part. No, he wasn't. So really, Elliot has to explain to <clears throat> his fiance, who his fiance, who had a whole bunch of shit happen to her in this movie too. She takes everything really well like is not affected by anything like one of the things i thought was so uncomfortable about the movie is that you know they're planning on getting married one of the scenes in the movie is their wedding rehearsal and he has to one of his challenges is to literally destroy the entire rehearsal see and the fact that i liked her character so much that was what was so uncomfortable is the fact that he had to do all of this in front of her, to her, in front of her family, like all See, these I didn't, people that like loved her. I didn't her. think that scene was that uncomfortable because it could have been so much more uncomfortable, but they gave they gave an excuse for everybody in the entire place to they empty did, out. Yeah. So instead of him having to do this humiliating, terrible thing in front of everybody he basically did it in front of nobody except for the park rangers yeah and they still did it in front of her though and his and her father and but it though. kind of gave it kind of there was sort of an excuse for him to do it because it was used as a distraction yeah. because his brother had just done Got something that so, was yeah. potentially going to lead to him being arrested i still when watching that scene though i was literally biting my pillow i was so uncomfortable really? yeah i don't know why it's like i didn't because like i said it's because i liked shelby's character so much like i felt so awkward watching him do that to her when she had no idea what was going on because even for him trying to cause a scene to let his to his brother his brother who did had done something escape yeah he did so much more than was necessary to let him get away and then he had to pull his fucking pants down and literally piss on her fucking wedding bouquet that's yeah. uncalled for, even <laughs> if he's trying to cause a scene. Like, it's that kind of stuff that just made me feel so incredibly uncomfortable. But they watching didn't even it. really, I, I don't know, they didn't even really like focus on the parents' reaction to it or anything. They, no, they didn't. I guess, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, I just I, put myself in that position, I guess. And I was I, just like, ugh. <laughs> I, like, after you telling me how co- uncomfortable this movie was, when we got to that scene, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be bad. And then everybody emptied out, and I was like, oh. Well, now he's basically just a dude smashing glasses in a room by himself, except for... Yeah, I eternal sunshined it for you, didn't I? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you oversold a little bit. I need to stop telling this stuff. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just felt the movie was just super uncomfortable. It was was really, really a hard watch in the sense that you just don't want to watch this guy doing this stuff because you know he's a good dude and you know everybody around him are good people, too. Like That's the thing. Yeah. There's really nobody bad surrounding him. And right. all this bad stuff is happening to all this good people. I think yeah. that's really what it was. But um, it's effective, though. Regardless on the level yeah. of which, it's effective. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was good. I I, I really liked it. Um, I actually thought that uh, the the very beginning of the movie, which was pretty shocking, mm-hmm. the very, very beginning, and then throughout of it, it reminded... Did you ever watch the show Impractical Jokers? Yeah, a little bit. It yeah. reminds me a lot of that show. Oh, the okay, the very beginning with the old man. And he's just a, yeah. he has to read the paper that yeah. he's never read before. See, to me, I just to me finished. that was the most uncomfortable part oh, of the yeah, entire movie. Funny, like funny, every, funny like, jokes though. Like everything that <laughs> everything that Elliot was doing didn't really make me that yeah. that uncomfortable. The old man doing it in yeah. front of like his, and he's this prestigious <laughs> like like a professor at this college or whatever. 
Yeah, like the first him joke went over pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, he told another funny. one, and everybody's like, uh, "Not when you end the joke why with, is he doing with this? twat." Ah. That's going to get a reaction out of people. <laughs> but it reminded me a lot of Impractical Jokers, and the ironic part about it, I had just finished watching the Impractical Jokers movie twenty minutes before I started this this one, and so I'm watching it. And I'm gonna go. This is the same fucking movie, only the most horrendous version of it. It really is. Which, if you've never seen the Impractical Jokers movie, literally, I was crying. Really? Like, I'm not kidding you, crying. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was. it's one of the funniest fucking things that I've seen in a long time. You I didn't need even, to watch it. I didn't it. know that they made a movie. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's <clears throat> so fucking good. But um, yeah, I uh, watch it. But this movie did remind me of that. It's like the, the most horrific version of a, of a show like that. Um, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, I don't know if there's that much else to say. I have other notes here, but you know. No, there was uh, there was just, I mean, it, this movie's pretty straightforward. It's just a guy who's being, it, it, a guy who's being told to do terrible things and he, he will win money. Like both of these movies in different ways kind of remind me of Saw. You know, oh, definitely, yeah. Just people being manipulated. Saw was a game too, in all fairness. Well, so yeah, sense. I guess Saw the ultimate. There was no like both of these movies were more like a Hostile Three kind of thing, where it was it was purely for the enjoyment of somebody else of somebody else. Sure. Whereas the Saw movies, you know, are 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 meant to teach the teach the uh, participants a a lesson. That's true. About like yeah. ab- about appreciating life. Yeah, that's true. And that's not what these were about. This was this was literally just watching people do the worst shit possible so that you could get a, get some kicks out of yeah, it. Yeah, get your rocks off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like this movie. I thought it was I thought it was good. I want to know who the dude on the other end of the phone was. Yeah, I really do. I picture it as being Malcolm McDowell from Thirty One. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even though that movie sucked. <laughs> Sorry, don't like it. I've rewatched it recently. It's not good. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah. I, I need know. to, I need to rewatch it, good. and I still haven't seen Three from Hell. It's not you, you, you have my version of it still, James. Oh, watch do I it. really? Yes. Oh shit! Unless well, your kids destroyed it, they may have. Fucker, you owe me a new movie. <laughs> In which case, I'll buy you ten new ones. Uh, I don't want ten new ones. I will buy you ten new Three from Hells. I'll be able to get fifty cents a piece for it because <laughs> that movie sucks. Um. Anyway, though. Um. Yeah, that's an episode. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's another one in the can. 212. There you go. Uh, hey, if you want to find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. If the visual aspect is more your thing, hey, we got a YouTube page. Check us out. We review not review. I always use that word and I and I and I hate and, it when I do it. And you're always wrong. We talk about Movie, tree. even though we rate them, so I guess we do review them. Are we fucking hypocrites? I don't know. We're hypocrites. We're you. We we're hypo- usually we're we, usually drinking, so it doesn't matter. We hypocrisize movie trailers. There it is. That's the word. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's the word and um, and we look dumb doing it. So check us out and make fun of us. Totally that's that's do. all we ask for. Totally. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. We could use everything that we can get. And uh, yeah, check us out. Also, Mike's gonna start posting breath holding challenges on there. I'm not. Literally just minutes and minutes of Mike holding his breath. It'll be fascinating. Breath holding and breastfeeding. Same time. Both. Three kids at once. Big talent. Three. Three. <laughs> One on each nipple. <laughs> um, also, check out Jet's Leather. Oh, because, thanks, bud. Because James here makes 
quality shit. And um, he made some Halloween-themed, not Halloween, but like, you know, horror movie-themed wallets. They're fucking fantastic. The Child's Play one is the best. Please check them out. Buy them. Buy all of them. Buy them for your friends. The holidays are coming up. You know? It's made of people. He does He does custom work. Maybe you can get a custom Jimmy. A little uh, leather, leather condo, if you will. You know? Just a nice leather domer. Jim's Jimmy. That's what you can call it. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I source only or, the or, I source only the finest leather from uh, from uh, from Jigsaw. From from our listeners, we actually kill our <laughs> yeah, listeners. We kill yeah. our listeners. We kill our. I, oh. I, I, only it's not admit to that in case any of them ever go missing. <laughs> but being that there's only been five of them for the past four years, well, now uh, there's I'm, four. Now I'm, there's four. So. I'm, I'm running low on supplies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, bud. Yep. Till next week. It's been fun, James. It has been uh, a decent time with you tonight. Very decent. Next week uh, is our Thanksgiving episode. Oh boy. We're doing the Hills Have Eyes two and three, the Restospective. Nobody caught on to my fucking title. The Restospective. The Restospective. Yeah. We've already done the first one. Hey, that's we're, clever. We're doing the rest, baby. It's clever, guy. <laughs> and uh, hey, it's cannibals. They, they got a big meal to eat. It's Thanksgiving. I thought it fit. Uh, even, even though it was completely picked at random. <laughs> we should probably come up with a, uh, a, a good drink for the week. Mm. Or possibly, or maybe we should even just like eat a feast while we're here. Ooh. I'm into that. Shit, I don't know. Or do a, we're due for a hot a hot challenge. Yeah, I don't trust John though. Yeah, he's not part of our cohort. Nope. Fuck you, John. Nope. I've I've officially wheedled my way into the Baird family bubble. Even yeah. though I don't know if I can trust you. You can trust me. Cause you're always. What? Picking up hookers. I'm not though. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> I could use some of those Jimmy Jimmies. If that's the case. <laughs> the old domers. All right. All right. James, that's it. Hey, cheers, cheers, bud. One Adios. more cheers for the road. Hey, stay fresh, cheese bags.